0: This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe we're talking Star Wars colon, The Rise of Skywalker
1: I'm going down
0: Wait a minute I forgot my introduction We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello! Abe, you're back. You recovered.
2: I know. I know. Can you tell if the voice is still a little bit weak? But, I don't know. I I feel much better.
0: Good. Well, Out Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We cover some various movie topics. Jump into a mostly spoiler-free review. Then jump back to other movie, movie topics. This is episode 391.
2: 391? 391, we're so close to 392. Uh, yeah, very close. Yeah, that's how math works.
0: <laughs> that, sure, and this week <laughs> we're talking Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. That's right. It's yeah. The, it's this one.
2: It met with silence because we're all excited and eager to talk about it later. That's, yeah. It,
0: Woo, it, it, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, joining us this week to talk Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, we have from firstshowing.net, we can only reach him for podcasts using a Sith Wayfinder. It's Alex Billington.
3: Hey, what's up? The controversial Alex Billington. Hey, uh, hey, how's it
0: going?
2: <laughs> the co- are you self? Are you yeah, self-titles yeah. now? Yeah, bad am, boy am, Alex I'm Bill's Billington title. is here. Yeah, watch yeah. <laughs> this should be like WWE. You got to give like a a big, uh, you know, bad guy speech. We should. Yeah, we I should want have... like
0: fireworks and smoke machines. You Come on, have, <laughs> you should have a cameo in Bad Boys for Life. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, Okay. He's one of the guys who should not be singing the words because they're very complicated. <laughs> also joining us from Battleship Retention, he spends his spare time helping black market droids extract memories. It's David Bax.
4: Thank you. The uh, the uncontroversial David Bax. <laughs> everyone's everyone's favorite David Bax. Squeaky clean backs, That's what we say. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, glad to have you guys both here in this sequel to our Black Clansman episode. That's right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Perfect. Um,
0: you know, we've talked about what four. This is what the fifth Star Wars movie we've talked about in five. Is that right? Fifth in some? like six in
4: weeks. In five years. Yeah.
0: And uh, I, I think we've four, had four
4: different... years, right?
0: There's Force Awakens, mm-hmm. Rogue, uh, Last Jedi, Solo, oh. and now this movie. So this is the fifth one. This is the fifth Star Wars movie.
4: Oh. Yeah, but I'm saying Force Awakens was four years ago, right? Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, four. Well, no, there's five movies. There weren't two movies in one year, right? Force Awakens. Right. But I'm saying okay. I'm was, I was, I'm not counting the zero. I, I'm, I'm counting
4: wrong. exactly. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. So it's only four years or five movies, yeah. but in four years, in four years, this learn is... the
2: new math, Aaron.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. The, no, the counting, like you, Abe, you're the master at here. <laughs> but yes, we're. <laughs> this is the fifth Star Wars movie we've talked. I, what I was gonna say is I think we've had different guests on for every Star Wars movie, so that's neat. That mm. um... yeah, makes
2: sense. You know, we got to recast it.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. But no, I, I, I'm glad we're talking about Star Wars once again. Um, for not the last time, but for the last time for a while. Uh, but regardless, I just want to point out in talking about this movie. Obviously, we're gonna be talking about this movie, which means that people that have for some reason not seen Star Wars, even though it made a whole bunch of money in its opening weekend, and are somehow listening to this podcast anyway, be aware we're gonna delve into spoilers. We'll get some like main thoughts out there about the movie once we get to it first, but we are gonna we'll we'll delve into like what's going on in this movie so we can have a you know a more rich conversation. I think that sure. makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yes. Good. Uh, with, <laughs> with all that in mind, let's get to some show notes real quick. Uh, first up, uh, let's see iTunes user ratings. Good to get those. Helps out our show. Helps other people find our show. If you want to uh, log on iTunes, if you want to log on iTunes, search for Out Now Internet, You can do just that. You can uh, find our show and give us a rating and review. Thank you so much. And uh, let's see, what else? Uh, commentary track, we do one every month. And this month, because of the movie we're talking about today, we did one for Star Wars Episode III, Revenge of the Sith. That's been up on iTunes. We did that one bright and early, actually. So, uh, yeah, you can feel free to get that whenever you plan to um, and enjoy it, because we had a lot of fun talking about that film, uh, much like we're going to do this week for Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> so, um, let's see. <laughs> let's uh, What else? I think that's it for uh, Shona. I mean, yeah. Um... You know, it's the end of the year, so we're still going to, we're working on what we're planning on as far as what to do for bonus episodes and our top 10 show and whatnot. So stay tuned. There will be a lot of uh, good content, I think, coming your guys' way very soon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, with all that, let's move on now. Let's get to uh, Know Everybody. We each week ask each other a question or two. Try to, the, try to set the tone for the podcast. Better get to know everybody. no Everybody.
2: That I... was good. Wasn't bad. Yeah.
0: Why don't you start this one off, Ed?
2: Question for you guys. What color is your lightsaber? Or, if you don't have one, what are you wielding?
3: My hands. Your hands? Oh, no, oh, no. Wow. no,
2: That's no, the kidding. most dangerous. You've got electricity power.
3: No, just fists, man. The oh. fist, the Jedi fists. Haven't you heard of this?
2: <laughs> no, I'm
3: kidding. I'm kidding. I like would, I... Like... Hong Kong? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. It's a different movie. Um... <laughs> No, I, I actually like the blue lightsaber. As, as as cliche as it is, I I've always loved the blue lightsaber. I like it.
4: I have no lightsaber preference. I I only wield a uh, rapier wit. <laughs> <laughs> not an actual rapier, though.
0: No, God, very, very because fencing is not for you. <laughs> <laughs> um based off the recently released star wars jedi fallen order video game where you get to customize your own lightsaber i naturally chose green for the most part and then you eventually get to build a new lightsaber where i chose purple so i guess purple
2: there you go yeah, yeah. did you have to go digging for kyber crystal somewhere yes okay all right <laughs> yes that's, really that's, the, answer, that's the answer
3: to that question <laughs> I, I do like that the uh, Star Wars has kind of embraced multiple multiple color lightsabers because I feel like in the original days it used to be like green, blue, and red, and that was it. Yeah. And then, like, Maze Window had the purple, and everyone was like, oh, dang! And now well, they're like, the theme park's like, you can do whatever you want. Well, forever was, just, in
2: voice too.
0: forever was just blue and red, and then Return of the Jedi came out, and it was like, what? Luke has a green one? That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is. A... And then no one ever complained about anything new in Star Wars ever again. That's what happened
4: yeah <laughs> so you could do like gold is like could you get like a gold light, lightsaber
0: there is a gold one then the game there's an orange one i mean and which is i guess well, newish so... all right i'm changing
4: my answer to gold that sounds cool okay i like it right. it,
2: it serves as it... like a flashlight and a lightsaber Aaron, yeah. did you have a question
0: yeah i had a question what's your favorite force ability we've seen a lot of pushing pulling mind reading and all kinds of stuff do you have a favorite force mm-hmm. ability like if you had the force and you only had one thing you could do with it what would you want to do with it
3: only one thing. I've always, yeah. I always thought it was cool the the um the mind push or whatever it's called where you convince people, oh. or not convince you just change their mind persuasion because it was yeah it was such a simple like uh like remarkably funny easy thing to do just to get anything and everything done you're like you will let me in you know and I was like oh man I wish I could do that to people
0: <laughs> hmm. you know what's weird that's not used all that much when you think about it in Star Wars like not we enough we don't see it uh, very
2: often right.
4: Well, it's it's always of, in wonder, like I the mean, most. It's kind of unethical,
2: Sorry. right? Yeah,
4: it is. <laughs> is
1: it?
2: I'm trying to get out of a jam.
4: I mean, yeah, yeah sure. like, I, I general, don't know. Like, just...
2: changing. Oh, oh yeah, in general, yeah, it seems like it's a it's a huge HR violation.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like how like half the X Men can read all the other X Men's minds. <laughs> most of the time, they don't just because it's not good like
0: workplace behavior and usually <laughs> when it happens it's always like give it a tisk tisk. it's like wait were you in my mind again and like yeah like jeans. Yeah. like oh, i'm sorry like it's just like a... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when uh, xavier does it though they're like yeah but ellie read the good thoughts so you know we're, we're good yeah. <laughs> it was it's consensual
4: um i would uh, as far as my answer i would uh I, I like the uh ability to like uh levitate like we see uh we see Ray sitting uh, cross-legged. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, levitating. That, that seems fun. That does seem like a, a good use of it.
2: I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna say, uh, you know, just the classic force push. I, I like, you know, just getting people out of the way. <laughs> just uh, like, hey, you're going a little too slow <laughs> Yeah, just, I'm, I'm not gonna hurt them. It just feels like the wind's really strong in their back. <laughs>
3: This, this would make like a great short film. I wish someone would make that, where are just like a, like a dude walking around the street using his force-push powers for like simple simple daily activities. Like, I really want to get my coffee faster. Force-push
2: people out of their way. Uh, or something really nice, like I'm going to return the shopping cart and just, I don't want to walk all the way over there. <laughs> yes, I'll just force-push yes. it. This is great. I remember just when, I, when I was a, wait a kid till next
0: first... year, there'll be like a baby Yoda ad where he's force-pushing a Walmart cart. Back oh, there better, be.
2: <laughs> better be. I'm going to buy the shit out of that. Uh,
4: speaking of supermarkets when I was a kid when I first saw Star Wars and was obsessed with it like a lot of kids uh, when I go to the supermarket with my parents and you know the automatic doors like the sensors I would like pretend I'd like wave my hand like I was pretending that I was opening the the door with the force Mm
2: -hmm. like it that well I mean what it maybe your midichlorians were growing stronger by then
0: (laughs)
1: okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. well with all
0: that said that's how you play Everybody. everybody Let's move on now. Let's do some out now. Quickies. Yeah. Each week, MatNow, we talk about the Quickies. Art. I was happy with that. Yeah. Abe, you were not on last week and the week before. It's been a
2: while. I'm going to save some of those thoughts because I'll talk to you after the show uh, about about ideas. Okay. <laughs> um, And then uh, the most recent movie that I did see, though, Home Alone. Because, Christmas movie. Because, we're recording this 3 days before christmas home alone classic watch it it's on disney plus i'm good It is a classic what are you talking oh. about You're, i watched i watched home alone 2 Lost in new york not as good as home alone eh,
3: home alone you. is a classic
2: man yeah thank you alex <laughs> aaron is on the fence or aaron is on the side of like home I'm alone 2 i don't
0: like the movie <laughs> uh, really, but when did you see it like when, you, when did you watch young. it as a kid
2: yeah I and you still
0: was... didn't like it yeah, I didn't. When I was a kid, I didn't like that. I didn't like Hook. I didn't like Mrs. Doubtfire. There's a lot of movies that yeah. kids seem to glom onto what that is, I didn't care what for. What is what is wrong with? You? No, I think I was, Goonies what? is like fine, but Monster Squad's better.
3: What did you not like about Home Alone? Now I'm curious. Did you you just didn't like? Uh, I guess my question is: Did you just not connect with it, or like think it was interesting, or do you like actually have problems with it? You're like, oh, how dare the old grumpy dude befriend the young kid? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I... The, the neighbor that saves his life. I, I hey,
0: was... hey! You never know what people have. I mean, if with you want me days. to answer the question, I'd be happy to. <laughs> yes, I want to know.
3: This is, like, this is probably like the first time I've ever heard anyone who, who watched it as a kid not like Home Alone. I'm like, I'm completely curious now.
0: I'd never been a fan of Three Stooges, and so the whole entire at end at ending of the film, I was not into mm. as far as just seeing people getting hit by stuff and whatnot. My my logic side of me was just like, this just looks painful and, like, how are these people still standing? Yeah, this seems way over the top. Like, my mind was just very discerning at that point.
2: To be fair, you're not wrong at all, because those paint cans would have definitely killed those guys. I just and wasn't... in part two... They throw, he throws bricks at him. Part
0: two, what I like more about part two is just that it becomes a cartoon, so I'm just not as like offended by it at that point where it's like, alright, I mean <laughs> I can go along with it. It's still like not good. But like I just it, it, okay. it, it gets a slighter pass. Like neither of our movies are I'm like, I need to watch this in Christmas. It's just like, and that
2: right. was Home Alone Corner. <laughs> Again, since I seem to have to repeat this every fucking Christmas. <laughs> hey man, it's gonna become
4: a theme.
3: Yeah, I can't wait to come on next Christmas and ask you all over again.
4: <laughs> Aaron, did you see Better Watch Out? Yes. Yeah. I like right. Better Watch Out. <laughs> yeah. There's, I, I don't want to, there's a connection to Home Alone, the specific one, that I don't oh, want to ruin for yeah. people who didn't see Better Watch Out.
0: I don't think Home Alone's awful. It's just not a movie where I'm like, but, yeah, this is one of the ones yeah. I need to like watch all the time. Uh, okay. Well, and I have nothing against anyone that watches it. I'm just like, yeah, right, good for you. <laughs> You can enjoy Rufio and all that stuff too, with all your nostalgia goggles.
1: Rufio, uh... and I'm
0: far from the first yeah. person that didn't like Home Alone. By the way, okay. I know. I just, I just have a bet. Totally I've day never day. met anyone else. It's... Well, I'm Alex, what have just you seen cross my path? Alex, what have you seen recently?
3: Um, aside from all of Star Wars, uh, the only other one I've seen because I'm, I'm watching stuff coming up is um, 1917, this uh, war movie. Um, I was out and it is. I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> it could be about uh, people in the UK hanging out, enjoying life in London while there's a war being fought No, um, I wrote a tweet about this Tuesday uh, I was not in the right mood to see it because I was 100% Star Wars focused in the middle of a marathon and everything So I, it didn't hit me as much as I wanted um, But I still think it's a really fine film and uh, technically phenomenal I mean, of, of course, with Deacons and everyone involved So Are you
0: plan on seeing it again? hey
3: I, I mean yeah right
0: I, when i when i say movie where i'm in like a bad mood and i feel like i just didn't give it the proper you know what have you well
3: I, I guess without being too critical on it the thing and i i don't i don't have to get too deep into spoilers or anything but basically like by the time i got to the end i'm like okay like what it, it, it is very saving private ryan where you're like oh okay <laughs> and you're like Great. It's war. And, I, and I, I think that was my biggest feeling about it. I was, I'm like, I kind of wanted more and I wasn't sure if it was me missing it or if it wasn't actually there. I, that's, that was kind of my mood. And it, it's like, yeah, I could revisit it and maybe I would feel the same way and then confirm my thoughts on it. Um, I mean, thankfully, I saw it in the theater. I was having trouble. It doesn't open here in, in Berlin until uh, late January. And they were going to send me a DVD screener, and I'm like, man, I really want to see this in the cinema, because that's the proper way to see it. And thankfully, they added a screening, and I, uh, that, that was the only true delight to it, was seeing it properly projected with full sound and, and full screen in a cinema.
0: All right, so no is the answer to my question. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I can't say
4: definitively yes or no. <laughs> yeah. All right. I can't uh, predict the future, okay? David, what have you seen recently? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it uh, mostly positive here because I'll mention I did I did catch Just Mercy and I didn't care for it, but uh, I also rec- uh, recently watched, going all the way back to 1960, Criterion just put out on Blu-ray uh, Ronald Neim's Tunes of Glory, which mm. is a an uh, Alec Guinness flick uh, making that Star Wars connection uh, here, um, in which uh, it takes place just after World War II. Alec Guinness is the Uh, sort of wartime commander of this of this regiment of soldiers who've returned to their camp their barracks in in the Scottish Highlands and he is uh, replaced by a sort of more uh, aristocratic you know academy trained uh, commanding officer and so it becomes sort of a play by by, uh, John Mills and then it becomes sort of a battle of the of the wills between this like sort of uh Alec Guinness is this like gruff, hard drinking uh uh commanding officer and John Mills is the uh is the more genteel uh but you know equally ruthless uh one. It also stars Dennis Price, um whom I know as the or you might know as the lead uh from of Kind Hearts and Coronets. He's the mm-hmm. he plays the one major non Alec Guinness role in Kind Hearts in, in Coronets and uh he's fantastic. So yeah, Toons of Glory, uh, I would highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Out now on Blu ray.
0: Fittingly, I also watched an Alec Guinness movie last night. Then um, it's completely opposite of what you're t- describing. Anna and I were sitting; we were watching *The Man in the White Suit*, um, which stars Alec Guinness and a number of other people, including a young Michael Goff, who plays Alfred in the Tim Burton Schumacher era mm-hmm. Batman films. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, as opposed to a hardened war. <laughs> this is a. It's kind of a, a common. It's a, a, sat- a satirical comedy of sorts where his plays this kind of chemist who in who he, he has plans to it he, he knows how he can invent a material that can resist dirt and wrinkles and every like it's an indestructible suit essentially and so it, it like half the movies about him inventing this thing and the other half about him dealing with being the guy that made this thing and it's very enjoyable um, the you mentioned kindhard and court and Coronets, and um, there's another from the lavender Hill mob uh, they all came out on blu-ray this year Um in America there are out i believe previously in Europe uh, but they're all Al guinness comedies that are like classics in various regards and i, I really like uh, lavender hill mob a lot and man in the white suit not quite as good but still enjoyable and i look forward to rewatching um, cuz i've seen Kynar and coordinates a while ago but i haven't seen it in a while like i said, mm. so I look, I, re- I look forward to rewatching it but regardless Alec guinness he's just a great actor that's that's the that's the big takeaway here <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, i've seen a couple other things as well um there are finally cats in America because i saw cats um <laughs> Anna and I went to see cats but we will talk about that more on a different show because Professor Mike Dillon has vested interest in cats uh, so we will yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued in that regard great. um the other film I saw David and you are a big fan of this one Honeyland the documentary oh
1: yeah. Uh, yeah
0: yeah Alex you seen it too
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Sunday. it's the documentary about it's Turkish right they're, they're in Turkey um well what, like M- M- Macedonia? I don't I believe so. I think, which I think is now part of Turkey. <laughs> yeah, so. sure, fair enough. But it, okay, so it's about a woman beekeeper. Uh, she lives, in isolation, basically, where she tends to bees. Uh, we see, we see this, we see her daily activities, and I'm not gonna get too far into it. But basically, another family moves in nearby, and it disrupts everything involving her process and g- keeping the bees and getting the honey and what have you. Uh, I think this movie is absolutely terrific. Uh, it's it's a great doc. What I for one thing it shows you you know a part you know a part of the world that you just you know don't see and it's really well filmed in that regard but the kind of the drama that unfolds and like how the narrative shifts around it's the kind of thing where I don't expect all documentaries to do this but it certainly feels like a film that has like a a cinematic narrative where I'm watching this feeling this could be a movie just as easily as it is a documentary
2: uh, and it's very compelling in that regard uh, but yeah, Wait I was... a family moves in She gets disrupted but she's not disrupted by the camera crew That's been following her for like a year I mean, you can
0: if I, if Planet Earth can go underwater and show me all kinds of crazy things, I can deal with them. Dealing with watching people walk around, <laughs> like, I think, yeah,
2: yeah. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not. blaming her. I'm just like, how did this guy come upon this? Did he's is he the one that made the family move in he, next door?
0: They just never knew he was disguised as a bush the
4: whole time. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it was it's a key and a w- by the way. It's a directing duo, yeah. uh, a man and a woman. Oh, she, yeah, first feature. Um, yeah, I I, I love uh, Honeyland so much. It's my favorite documentary of 2019 uh the only other challenger maybe is midnight family which is also really great i'm uh, a huge
0: fan but... of apollo 11 those are the two that kind of stick uh, out to me on the top right now um save,
2: save your picks for for uh, end of the year
0: mm-hmm. but no, honey led very good and uh, highly recommend and um i mention one other thing so I, I had to make my top 10 blu-ray list this week for a uh, wise blue which is available now on wise blue and yeah. I watched a number of movies that I like had and would been wanting to watch, and go through all the special features and whatnot. I watched "The Harder They Come," which is a Jamaican film. It stars Jimmy Cliff, who co-wrote it. It's one of like it's a, it's one of what the, the the Caribbean like considers one of their most important films. Um, it's basically like a. I saw it back in college, like on a DVD, uh, a Criterion DVD, and it finally came out on Shout Factory in, like, this fancy re-release, which is really cool. But, like, it, I I like this movie for, like, how gritty it is and what it's trying to do and it's, what it's doing about society. The movie itself, like, as, like, a, a narrative, it's, like, it's fine. But I do think there's a lot going on in it that I really admire. But what's neat is that the it's a three-disc package, and it came with another movie from the same director called No Place Like Home, where he directed it a couple years after The Heart of They Come, but never finished it. Like, he ran, ran out of funds or just kind of had to give up. And then he finally is a uh, Perry henzel i think is the director's name he finally did finish like he came back to it like decades later and in 2006 he released it at, at film festivals and then he passed away and so that film finally got released and it's like it's pretty good i was, I was impressed by this movie also it's, it's, it's so it's it, it was neat to like catch up on both this other movie that i saw like a while ago at this point and also watch this other one that he also made that's like oh okay it has like a similar <laughs> aesthetic but it's been like cobbled together after years and it actually like worked out real well enough so just want cool. to note that one just because i thought that was interesting um all right let's move on that was on a quickies trade rack let's get to uh, our trailer talk where we talk about one of the newest movie trailers of the week when it's coming out what well, we thought of it what have you this week we're talking tenet this is the new film from director christopher nolan it features john david washington and robert pattinson among others it seems to involve oh, s- some sort of espionage thing and a super a fantastical element involving time and yeah. I don't. I, I mean, there's only so much I can say. Let me ask this: who saw the who saw this in IMAX? Who saw the prologue to Tenet?
3: I have seen it, but um, I'll, I'll refrain from. Commenting further.
0: Fair enough. Okay, I, I saw it too because uh, on and I saw Star Wars yeah. again yesterday, so we saw the Tenet prologue beforehand. She's raising her hands and signifying that she saw it too. Um, <laughs> it's awesome, by the way. You, I, did you like it? I, I I I enjoy the fact that Nolan can't be beyond trolling people with characters wearing masks and speaking garbled voices like it seems like he has has to know he's doing that at this point especially in prologues it it can't be a a coincidence that his prologues feature characters wearing masks so you can kind of hear what they're saying it's that's like four movies that he's done this with now but regardless let's talk about this trailer a little bit uh abe where where are you at with uh, with the tenant trailer
2: When I started watching the trailer, uh, I was like, okay, cool. Well, it's another Nolan heist-type movie, and you're going along, and I was like, this looks okay, this is interesting, but I'm not really that enthralled with it. And John David Washington's doing some voiceover work. um, And then you get to a point where something weird happens on the screen, and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, And I was super invested. And by the end of the trailer, that, that whole entire part that I'm talking about is only, like, Three seconds long, but I was like, I'm totally in on this movie right now. I, I don't <laughs> know Michael what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it totally 180'd me. I was like, this looks okay. It's just another Nolan. I'm sure it's going to be full of cool, uh, special visual effects um, and maybe some 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 tight writing sometimes. But that whole entire point where some cool stuff happens, I was like, I'm totally fucking in right now.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a, that's a good, uh, you're a complete disinterest to totally fucking in. That's yeah. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Effective
0: trailer right there. For someone who generally, you know, loves Nolan's movies too. Like, oh, yeah, I don't know sure, about yeah. this. And like, okay, here, yeah. No, to...
2: like, there, was, there was an audible, like, large gasp from the audience when, when that uh, happened. And I was like, oh, this is the effect that I'm going for here. Wait, wait I'm which glad. exact moment did they gasp? What's that? What, what moment exactly did they gasp? It's when they're on the highway and uh, some cool the shit yeah and they're like oh and i was like this is what trailers are made for guys it's a good it's a especially
3: because we have no idea what exactly is happening it's a good like you're like oh as you said oh this is interesting and then throw some like moments where you're like what the, what the hell just happened yeah, which exactly. is actually i mean maybe someone has some rumors or spoilers but i haven't heard it but basically just like no one really knows it the only rumors that were out about tenet before were that um people yeah, saw them filming that highway
0: time travels <laughs>
3: Well, uh, yeah, the, the the highway scene like all the cars were driving backwards, and I remember like one of my friends was like, "Oh, that he's just resetting the shot." I'm like, "I think they're driving backwards," <laughs> and then you see it in the trailer, you know, and it looks damn good, and I, I like in a way where you're like, "What is this?" and "What is going on?" and of course it's Nolan. Like we won't know until it's literally in theaters. They're never gonna explain anything in
0: any of the right. trailers, but I mean his. Yeah as cryptic as things can be there's general like inception even had like a final trailer where it's like, yeah, there's dreams and we're going inside them. like, I mean, it, it'll lay out like <laughs> a basic prep, but I, I hear what you're saying as far as there is a kind of ambiguity that he enjoys putting out there in terms of marketing the movie, making it look intriguing, giving you a very vague semblance of what's going on, but still leaving you with being surprised by the actual results. But Alex, it sounds like you're into it as well. David, where are you at with Tenet? Uh, I, I'm
4: trying, uh, I'm trying I'm trying to, my if I were, if I, didn't already have opinions on christopher nolan which are usually (laughs) not very favorable Uh uh-huh i would probably be with abe i would watch in the trailer and been like oh shit like that's very cool and also great cast it obviously looks really really nice but i tend to not like christopher nolan movies and uh, inception's a great example of a really cool uh fun idea that he seems to sap all of the joy out of and that's my fear with with tenants like it seems like he's introducing or this movie introduces something that is full of cinematic potential and Christopher Nolan is too much of a sourpuss to let us enjoy it that's Whoa. my favorite. see. I
0: I disagree because I think his movies tend to be a lot of fun. Maybe some notwithstanding, like I don't know, Dunkirk's not exactly a bowl of laughs, which you love. <laughs> Actually, you're a big fan of Dunkirk, as I recall. Yes, but, Dunkirk is. Yeah, <laughs> my uh, but yeah. let me ask you this: Do you do you tend to find like Michael Mann movies fun? <laughs>
4: uh, I, I, that's a serious yeah, question because I, guess...
0: I do think he's leaning heavily on that for this movie. Like based on the prologue, especially, it feels like it's, it's, there's a lot of Michael Mann going on in this movie. Interesting.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, clearly. Uh, going back to the Dark Knight, especially that opening yeah, sequence, Knight, he's yeah. a Michael Mann fan, um, and yeah, I guess Michael Mann movies aren't fun exactly, but they're also, I think there's a, I think Michael Mann has a sort of openness to letting things happen, um, you know, like a lot of, uh, I love, I'm in the minority, but I love Public Enemies. Public Enemies is a movie that I, I love that he took so much exacting care to, you know, recreate these sets and and these costumes and there's so much period detail and then but then cinematically or aesthetically he just sort of like it's almost feels like he's just running around with a camera like let's see what happens <laughs> you know because he, and, he discovered and, digital and he's like well, let's just yeah. do this a while
2: yeah let's try it out
4: yeah that's something i respond to with with michael Mann is there's uh he's he, he's very detail oriented but also very open um to an almost improvisational at the same time or at least his movies feel like that sometimes whereas uh chris nolan i think he just has too much of a vice grip on his movies uh sometimes that that uh it's hard for me to find the humanity in them
0: that's fair and that's why i i I mean i get what you're saying i just i i still respond to it that's why i always i've seen nolan as like a mix of both Mann and Cameron, honestly, because he operates on this big scale, huh. and Cameron's another guy who's me- very meticulous about how his projects go, and he's very much doing exactly what he wants to do, and there's no real improv At the same time, there's a cold yeah, I... and calculatedness to it in the same way that Michael Mann tends to have, despite
4: what you're saying, which I agree with. Definitely that Nolan- Cameron comparison is one that I've made for mm-hmm. for years, but I also think Nolan is too uh, I think he's too self-conscious about being big and broad and corny the way that James Cameron can be, which some people it turns some people off. But I really like James Cameron uh, uh-huh. movies, and I like that he's uh, not afraid to be really earnest and corny uh, a lot of the times. And sometimes it, it Dude, feels those like Batman movies are really earnest. I don't know. What I <laughs> um, uh, I guess they're yeah they are. I don't know. Are are they really? Batman that, Begins especially is super earnest. That's the. I mean, that's... Okay, I haven't really watched that one in a. And they're a while. also
0: very funny. I mean, you got Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman doing like their tight five in both in all three of those movies.
4: All right. Uh,
1: uh, uh, tight five. That's.
0: I mean, they're just like riffing off each other. It's like, yeah. all right, let's uh,
1: let's just. <laughs> let's let's before we end the segment, show. I
2: just want to uh, I just want to add, uh, David, that I also I too have some issues with Nolan, especially with some of the writing that he has. So, just want to add that you're not alone there. Okay.
1: Oof.
2: Oh man, I, I, what, what what's going on here? Were you guys gonna fight us? <laughs> no, it's just a, I didn't say anything. Nolan going hate going session
1: oof. going on here. I was going a hate <laughs> session. I, just, I, mean, I don't
2: think I
0: don't think it's a perfect. They're I not would, perfect movies. I was just thinking about all the
2: Nolan films on Abe's top ten over the years, but I mean that's. Just <laughs> me. I'm
1: not.
2: I, I'm not saying that they're not good movies. <laughs> I'm just saying that I definitely see like a recurring flaw within some of his uh, stuff, and I was like, except for except for Dunkirk, but. um... Not that it's perfect, just more like the flaw just doesn't exist because the character type doesn't exist. I don't so. have
0: too much to add to the trailer because you guys have covered it already. I think it looks pretty great. I, 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 I like John David Washington. I'm looking forward to seeing him in the lead of this movie. I, you know, there's I don't tend to like compare actors to like you know who they're you know obviously he's Denzel's son and I don't t- I'll try to like think about like how they connect in that regard or whatnot. Like I'm not looking at like Wyatt Russell and thinking he's just like Kurt. I'm just trying to think, yeah he's Wyatt Russell. He's very he's very good. <laughs> I there are moments of dialogue and you know this 2 minute trailer where he says things and I'm like that's just like his dad and it just but it, <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't rub me the wrong way or make me think anything of it I'm just thinking huh that gives me a, a very specific thought in that moment but regardless uh I'm looking I'm looking forward to it Tenet arrives in I mean specifically IMAX theaters but theaters everywhere July 17th 2020 so I just want to
3: say um uh, from the prologue, there, there's a like a like a 30 second tag at the end of the actual prologue scene with extra footage, yeah. kind of like you know a little trailer bit. I like that footage way more than what they show in the trailer, and I wish that was in the trailer because I think there's a couple shots in that where I'm like, whoa, this is a little bit more exciting. And there's a there's another Elizabeth Debicki shot that I'm like, yes, more of her. Oh. So um, that was my only thing. If you have a chance to go see it, go see the prologue because it is completely. Every bit of footage
0: in that one is completely different than what's in the trailer. Well, fortunately, there's seven months for the movie to come out, so you'll see all the trailers you want to. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. All right, let's move on now. Let's get to our let's get to our main review for Star Wars: colon, The Rise of Skywalker. What uh? What are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. <laughs> That should have been some of the trailer for Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. We've arrived at the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. It has apparently all led to this. Following an awakening in the force that led to a new hero in the form of Daisy Ridley's Rey looking for the last Jedi, we now know the fate of the galaxy is at stake. While Rey's Jedi training continues, there are pressing matters involving the apparent return of Emperor Palpatine. At the same time, Kylo Ren is out claiming power all over the place, dominating other planets with eyes of holding on to the control the best he can. To stop all of this, it'll be up to Rey, Finn, Poe, Chewbacca, C-3PO, BB-8, a giant slug creature named Claude, and all the other resistance huh? soldiers to push back against the Emperor and the First Order once and for all. Alex, I'm going to start with you. Where have you been no. with this uh, sequel trilogy in general? Uh. Like, in some general thoughts, and what, did you, and what did you think of this final chapter? Man, um, I wish you wouldn't start with me, but it's okay. Uh, I, I really, I really, really enjoy the
3: the, the sequel trilogy. I don't, I, I um, I to to preface, I had, I've obviously I've seen all the movies plenty of times, but I rewatched the entire one to nine um, this last weekend before going to C nine. And um, part of my experience watching it was, like, by the time I got to The Force Awakens, I was like, I really don't care where we're going with this. Especially when you see the prequels where you're like, there's so much every random piece of whatever the hell they're doing in this that I don't have. I'm, not, I'm no longer beholden to something. So the, the I remember loving The Force Awakens when I first saw it, I got what, four years ago now, I guess. Um, and, and The Last Jedi, too. Great, unexpected, but great. Um, and I appreciate the whole, um, introduction of a woman to lead instead of another man, which they could have easily done. And I mean, without going into individual details, overall, I really enjoyed this new prequel. I can't say it's like my favorite movies ever. I don't think either of them were ever on my top 10 list. Maybe The Force Awakens was, um, but not high up. So they weren't like, you know, oh, my favorite movies of the year kind of things. but I really enjoyed them. And, um, yeah. The Rise cool. of Skywalker. <laughs> Where
0: are you, you, you with this movie? Uh,
3: I, I've seen it three times now. I really do love it, actually. I think it's my favorite of this final trilogy. Um, and that's saying I, I I enjoy both of the other previous movies just as much. Um but I, I mean, I don't I don't I don't know how far to go into it, but yeah, I really I really do love this one. It is not without flaws, plenty of them. It is not without um some major issues that bothered me and different issues that bother others. But for uh, many, you know, nostalgic and also just like pure entertainment reasons, I just dug it and continue to dig it, and that uh, I like the deep thematics and emotional aspects of uh, Ben and um, Ray's story, or Kylo and Ray's story, uh, which of course is the main focus of this last one more than anything else. Um, and I also the thing that hit me watching this last one was also just this the, the feeling that I've always felt with Star Wars in general, which is this feeling of like hope and um, that I've always been partial to the light side. So rewatching the original trilogy, Luke's story was this this beauty, like beautiful story of being seduced, trying to get to the the, the dark side. And then, of course, he comes to these final moments and he's like, no, I won't be seduced by the Emperor and similarly with Ray, even though it's kind of a repeat, similarly with Ray, it's this like, she's, she's good. She resists that. She resists the temptation and the darkness and she struggles with it, of course. But, uh, but that, that really stuck with me and really got to me. Um, in this one, especially, uh, obviously because they have to finalize and conclude it. And of course, I, I do admit, and I know this would probably be a conversation for our topic here, that it is an impossible task to, and this star wars saga not only 42 years not only all the fandom with it not only all the storylines and all the crazy things that have been introduced over all the years and all the prequels but just trying to satisfy everyone is an impossible task trying to satisfy anyone is an impossible task like where do you even begin how do you put it together what do you do and considering it wasn't impossible task i thought they did personally i thought they did as good of a job to to as they could in a way that it can't satisfy everyone but but uh Hits enough notes for me that it works. And again, like I, I feel like people are gonna be like, "You loved it so much, and you don't see the flaws." And I'm like, "No, there's plenty of flaws, but I still really enjoy it." Mm-hmm.
0: David, I have a feeling that despite maybe when you were younger being a bigger Star Wars fan, you're maybe not as into the series <laughs> as you as, yeah. as other people might seem to be. Is, is I that... was
4: gonna I, what I was gonna say is that I have I'm coming at it from a completely different place than Alex, but kind of ending up in almost the same place, which is that I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I watched the original trilogy a lot as a kid hadn't seen them since i was a kid uh, i did rewatch a new hope uh, earlier this year uh, holds up by the way no <laughs> um, yeah. oh, it's pretty good yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, um, yeah that i don't know we're not talking about a new hope but that uh, the attack on the death star at the end is like up there with like sequences of in Indiana Jones like Raiders of the Lost Ark where i'm like this would play as great action Today, like it doesn't have that feeling of like older action movies. Sometimes feel a little slower than what we're used to, but uh-huh. like that that Attack on the Death Star is such a brilliant sequence. Anyway, uh, but the prequels, yeah, saw them once each when they came out. Same <laughs> with the, the the Disney Star Wars movies. I've seen each of them once, uh, and and have uh, enjoyed all of them. And uh, I I wouldn't go so far. Uh, I, I wouldn't agree with Alex that I love uh, Rise of Skywalker. I still think Last Jedi is a superior movie. But um, I had a really good time. Uh, And maybe it's because I'm not that invested. I haven't been thinking about uh, uh, the events of The Last Jedi that much over the last uh, two years. Um, So I I didn't have that many expectations. So I feel like a lot of the criticism of Rise of Skywalker has come from a place of um, not all the criticism. There are a lot of valid criticisms, too. But I think not that these aren't valid, but there are. Um, they're coming from a place of being disappointed that it like walks back uh some of the last jedi's uh unexpected ad- advancements and I understand all that but not being invested in that sort of thing. I was able to just sit there for two and a half hours and watch what's a pretty like uh rollicking adventure movie, you know yeah. uh rides of Skywalker. Other than like a first act that like it's really front loaded with exposition, uh, yeah. to, uh in a way that kind of turned me off. I was like about probably 25, 30 minutes of the movie. I was like, oh, uh, this might suck. But then <laughs> I feel like I, then I realized, oh, they're just getting all the MacGuffins set up so that they can spend the next mm. nearly two hours just like pile like layering one action sequence after another, and it's a totally fun watch. So, um, uh, yeah, I I liked it quite a bit. I think, uh, not, not to jump in,
3: but I, um, one of the things I think about with Star Wars is that we can't forget that this is entertainment. It's not supposed to be this, like, Scorsese-level uh, masterpiece of cinema. It is and has been. And yes, of course, the, the original trilogy is fantastic on many, many levels, but it is, that like, pure fun entertainment. And I think that's what, like, I'm not going into this looking for more than that. I'm looking for will it thrill me and entertain me. And I think this one, as
0: much, like junk that's in it really does so that was I, th- just following up on that i i hear what you're saying i am, and i'll get to my thoughts but i do think in when lucas is making these films he yes the overall like enjoyment factor is a huge part of it but i do think there's as much going on in his mind as far as what he's trying to do with these films as scorsese has when he's making his films because yeah, no 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 of course of course
3: You mean from the original trilogy? Yeah, of course. And the the
0: prequels for that matter. I do think he's trying to say something within a movie that has a certain model as far as being an adventure film. I do think there's, it it is more than, for what he's trying to do, it's like, yeah, it's supposed to be fun, but also, what about this? Like, I do think there's more there than just empty entertainment.
3: Yeah, I'm not saying that, that it's empty entertainment. I'm saying it's deliciously full entertainment <laughs> but it's not but it's not it's not like it's not like any of these films would or should premiere a can you know they're they're not these yeah, kind episode
0: of... three was a can oh come on are you kidding me <laughs> no i'm not i
3: just screwed myself on that one <laughs> well then but you know can every year always has like one or two mainstream hollywood movies so that makes sense
0: All right, Abe, (laughs) I I feel you're in the same camp as David as far as, we've talked about these Star Wars movies over the year, I don't think you're the biggest Star Wars fan I don't think I'm inaccurate in
2: saying that Yeah, and not to ruffle anybody's feathers, it's not that I'm not a huge Star Wars fan I just don't fanboy out about things like that, I mean I do enjoy the movies I enjoy watching them, I enjoy them for what they are, but I don't have like X-Wings floating in my room and I don't have like a lightsaber under my pillow in case it turns on when I'm sleeping and I, I just stab myself in the head um, but I do enjoy the movies um, and I do movies. have yeah. criticisms of the movies as well. So as far as like this one goes, um, I will say that I, I think it's wh- when I gave it some time to, di- to digest and, and sleep on it. I think it's fine. Um, I think that there are certainly uh, it, it entertainment value is high in this. You know, you have all the cast that you want to come see and you definitely have them doing things that you hope that they do in what is deemed an epic finale. Um, So that's nice and that's good. I think that where I sort of fall into not nitpicks, but not criticisms either. is just, I think that the pacing, like what you guys said, it's very front loaded, but also the pacing of the, of the dialogue is very frenetic. um, And that sort of adds to, I guess that adds to the suspense value of the movie, but I found it kind of jarring when I was watching it. Um, And then it, it was kind of sort of clear to me that J.J. Abrams definitely had a vision for where he wanted to go when he made Force Awakens, and he was sort of able to fulfill it um, without really taking into account a lot of the things that came from Last Jedi. Um, and to me, that was – I definitely understand that a director wants to do what they want to do, but – and if the studio greenlights it, then then I guess that that's great too. But I think that there were a lot of missed opportunities that, when you take into account some of the ideas from Last Jedi um, – because to some degree it almost felt as felt as though it was really just pieced together um at some table reads and also maybe some table rewrites, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Like on the overall it is an entertaining movie. At the end of it, there were points where I was kind of in my seat, sort of maybe shaking my head, but not that I was disappointed, more just like, oh man, like I it's kind of a bummer that they took this avenue rather than a different avenue where it maybe could have opened and expanded things a little bit further. Uh, so on the whole, it's fine. It's, um, it is, uh, it's a good entry. Uh, I do want to watch it a second time because maybe I was too critical in the first viewing. I didn't really have expectations, but maybe I was, maybe I was going in it with like, well, you know, um, I'm going to look for every flaw in it. So, Hopefully, on second rewatch, um, I'll, I'll maybe see what uh, Abrams was, was really, really going for.
0: So I was shaking my head um, a lot, and not in a good way, uh, through yeah. this movie. I. I am a big Star Wars fan. I think we've established that pretty clearly. But I'm also a guy that can recognizably think as a youngster that Home Alone is not a good movie. So I feel like I'm pretty discerning. How dare you! How <laughs> oh dare Alex and I are going to go find it's, you and it's beat not, you up? It's not as though I I I can't like take off the nostalgia goggles or take off the kind of like I love this thing, so there's no reason to criticize it aspect of my you know integrity when it comes to grading films or what have you um what i'm saying is i can i can have a realistic take on a movie even if i'm a huge fan of the thing or i can also not be over the top about it if i'm just blindly accepting or blindly raging against something because i liked a thing before it or what have you i was i was disappointed with this movie i don't think it's like bad i don't think it's a dumpster fire of a film but there i do think these I think the script by Abrams and Chris Terrio is very flawed. I think it has a lot of issues in trying to reconcile, you know, years worth of storytelling within this one movie because it feels like there's a lot of rush to get to certain emotional points. And because it's doing that, I didn't feel anything in terms of the resolution of various character arcs. I wanted to, I was excited to do that. I was excited to see how this would play out, but I think the, choices made regardless of if they walk back what was going on in last jedi or not i can deal with that i can deal with having certain fan service elements which i think there are a lot of here those aren't necessarily issues those aren't inherently wrong to do in a star wars movie it makes sense to be like hey let's have this thing happen because people will recognize that and kind of cheer for it that's fine to a point but i think the structure this movie's built on is flawed i think it has issues that are both Impossible to solve based off the lack of Carrie Fisher as a living actress. And I think there are issues involving the main thrust of this film based on its villain. I think there's a lot of shortcuts being taken to make you think, all right, that's how this plays out because whatever, That's, that's what it is now. And because of that, it made the movie less enjoyable than I would have liked. I think it works on a, look at all this money we spent on a Star Wars movie, and it's visually arresting in that sort of way, and the characters are fun enough, and what have you. But as a whole, it feels like we just kind of limped over the finish line when there was a lot of potential to be a lot better, uh, in both being the enjoyable thing that J.J. Abrams can do, as well as being something that takes advantage of where it's at now, where we're at as far as... Coming off of a movie before this that really tried to go against the grain and make something different, and be this phana- you know, this final thing for this giant saga. I've seen the movie twice. Anna and I saw. We saw the uh, what the press screening, then we saw it in IMAX yesterday. I enjoyed it more the second time just because I wasn't kind of blindsided by a lot of choices being made. But at the same time, the inherent issues I had were still there. I can't I can't sure. resolve those just because I enjoyed watching the movie. And I, it's disappointing, honestly, (laughs) it's, it's disappointing to be like, well, we, there's, there's eight of these movies that I, to varying degrees, really enjoy, because I, I don't have, I don't have anything against the prequels, I don't think they're perfect movies by any means, but I do think there's a lot to, a lot to grasp onto in them, Mm -hmm. um, and this one, I feel, is lesser than those, which is unfortunate, um,
3: and you, you say, you say um, the potential of what it could be. What, uh, and purely out of curiosity, not yeah. that you're like a screenwriter writing it, what, like, what, what would be the greater potential of what it could be? And specifically, I, do you mean like the, the, the Kylo Ray story, or do you just mean like the grandiosity of, or, sorry, like what Star Wars as a whole big picture thing can achieve?
0: I think if Abrams was a better filmmaker, he'd find ways to make these big emotional moments that should matter to me matter. And I feel like he failed to do that. Uh, with with uh, all of the emotional moments or with, like,
3: there's the, only main, one moment the where main Jedi moment,
0: you mean? Not the main Jedi, no. I think there's only one moment in this movie involving Chewbacca um, that I actually, like, felt mm. emotional about. Uh, mm. And I feel like there's a lot of characters in this movie that I should probably feel something for. And, it like, I, I appreciate what's done in a lot of instances. I like how certain characters end up. But there are big moments that should get the where you know audiences applause and everything, and you should feel a certain way. And I just wasn't feeling it; felt hollow to me. And I think I think part of that comes from where where Lucas and Johnson and even like Howard and so like what what it, what what it shows to me in those films is that those filmmakers they seem like people that are taking the stuff that they grew up watching and that they love and putting it in the film. Mm-hmm. Lucas's films feel like they have. John Ford and Howard Hawks and Kurosawa, like, that's all like layered into those movies. And that's what I really liked about Last Jedi. Regardless of if you like the choices or not, you can't say that Johnson doesn't have an appreciation for older cinema or sure. newer cinema and like yeah. wants to put that in his movies. I don't think Abrams is good at doing that. I think he made a movie that feels like it's Star Wars, it's only Star Wars. And because of that, there's no... There's nothing to it. There's no, like, meat on the bones in these movies. It just feels like it's Flash and, and, and all style, and there's very little substance beyond what he gets out of his actors, which he does. He's a good actor's director. He makes this cast fun to watch. I don't disagree with that. If To get back to your main question, I'm sorry. The, yeah, I'm not, yes, I'm not the screenwriter. I'm not trying to propose it as a, this is what I would have done, because that's not fair. That's not fair to a movie, but I do think when The Force Awakens happened, yes, it's retreading a lot of what the New Hope and, to a lesser extent, the other movies did beforehand, and that makes sense, because you're making a new Star Wars movie for a new generation. You want to kind of re- you know, start over to an extent, right? That That's kind of- you know, that makes sense for that movie. And The Last Jedi didn't- you know, it didn't just make Empire again, it tried to go its own route. This movie, I think Abrams is doing that again. I think he's just rehashing the same thing again, where he's doing Return of the Jedi. And it mm. feels like that. And I don't- I didn't not expect that to some degree, but it feels like there's an awful lot of steps taken to not necessarily like rebuke last jedi or like make fun of the fact that like hey, I'm doing it this way again, but it does it it feels like the people that are so vehemently against that movie get what they want in this movie. And I don't know if that's by design, but it certainly it rubs up against that in a way that made me feel uncomfortable. I mean, like...
2: this is this is where I was saying that, you know, I, I certainly found flaws in it, but it is what it is because it's what Abrams wanted to put on the screen. right? So that's I certainly have the same views that you do, Aaron. It just at the end of the day, I was like, well, you know, again, I wasn't involved in this movie making at all. So that's why it's just on fine level. But certainly, yeah, I'm shaking my head because it's like, wow, what a weird turn of events here. Um... You know, should we just dive into it? Can we I, feel like we, yes, I feel like we've gotten out yeah. of the way
0: our general thoughts on this movie. So, yeah, if you haven't seen Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker at this point.
2: Skip like, like 40 minutes ahead.
0: Skip for yeah. Well, pause this episode. Go into the theater that you're waiting outside for, because I know that's how people listen to this podcast. They listen to it right before they see the movie, and they're like, okay, I'm going to go in now. Pause it. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, two two yeah. Two and a half hours later, after you see the tenant trailer, and after you see this movie, come back and press and unpause and in your car as you're like, oh, what did I think of that movie? I know, but I want to see what these guys there that's, yeah. like, that's i say that's how all podcasts like when i listen to battleship retention i'm like okay let me <laughs> i'm in my car let me press pause now
2: because or talk. when i'm when i'm listening to alex billington's uh, instagram i don't know that's not how you do it no, I, I'm, 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 sitting, I'm sitting there I'm to
0: like i'm sitting to like david and tyler talk about like a hidden yeah. life and i'm like okay let's let's stop this for a second so let me let go, me go the watch it and no, and come back
2: <laughs> But I, I so now okay. we're we're in full-on territory. Smaller territory, and, and yes. I'm not I'm not gonna go into specific nitpicks, oh, but R2D2
0: I, beeps at this
2: point. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly felt as though there was an unearnedness. and that's I think to your point, Aaron, of, of some of the emotional beats. Um, there's just some moments that I felt were like, well, this is moving on very rapidly, and I just doesn't feel. I don't feel the gravity of the situation, um, especially toward the end of the movie where there's a battle with Palpatine. And, you know, certain things happen. And there's also some shortcuts that I was like, I don't know why this is being introduced now, Um, like for ceiling. And I was like, I I really just don't like how this is uh, like a a very simple thing to let me jump on that real quick.
0: Uh, every every one of these movies has introduced something new about the force every yeah. single time there is always a new power introduced with the force so I, i'm beyond really being concerned with hey there's they heal now it's like all right yeah whatever
3: It it is I, I one of the thoughts i had when you were talking aaron was essentially that um i i see people thinking that this last movie should have been so much different and i keep thinking well this is a movie where they had to bring it all together where this right. is the this is the time when they didn't need to do something different and they needed to just give you the familiar not of course repeating things but just stay with that and then of course uh, as we've even seen this year with The mandalorian and other other examples of of related uh, extended universe content, they have they still have the whole Star Wars universe to do things and to to play around and to play like so why not just wrap
0: this up in a nice kind of
3: fan oriented way? That's not, that's way not in, the problem you know. that I
0: have though. I'd feel I, yeah, I, not, know, I know it's not the story structure that's bought or like the inherent need to have finality. like that makes sense obviously yes. and when mm-hmm. you sign JJ Abrams up to do this movie, you can say you don't have expectations all you want. You do though. I mean, you know what kind of movie you're gonna get. It's a J.J. Abrams movie. It's gonna be a lot of fun, flashy style, and characters are gonna have little quips and things. And Greg is gonna be around. Like that's gonna be there. That's <laughs> like, that's <laughs> gonna happen. Uh, it's yeah. it's and not that... that it's not that it's just doing the thing that you expected to, to do. It's that it the way it's doing it. It feels like there's I I should be feeling more, and instead you have like, well, you're the daughter of you're the granddaughter of Palpatine. Uh, all right, mm. how does? How does that work? He, I had a son. Did you? Okay. What? Like they just kind of throw this shit at you, and it means very little to me. And so right, it's, right. It's, and that I should be, I feel like I should have something to think about with all of this, and instead I'm just like I'm in a whiplash mode of wait, what? This happened. And like, okay, we're just glossing over that and just going to the the end. I guess I guess the fundamental
3: core of Star Wars in the Jedi storyline is purely as as simple as this is the the resisting the call to the dark. And that—that's yeah. purely what uh, Ray's focuses in this movie. I think the more emotional side of it in this particular story is Ben's side of it, um, as I now call him, no longer Kylo. But basically, <laughs> but basically, like his storyline and his moment with Han at the end really affected me. That's probably the moment I was most emotional—not the, the the final moment with her and him fighting Palpatine, but that moment yeah. with Han, and that's,
1: which which
0: is a full circle with the Force Awakens. And that but, gets me too. And I want to hear from David. I haven't heard your you, you a I want to hear from you guys after this. But I want to say the Han thing completely rub you the wrong way and it's because it shouldn't be him it should be Leia obviously that should be Leia's moment to do yeah. something and you can't do that and I understand that you can't reconcile that there's no way to make sure. that work because she's dead like that's unfortunate she passed away and so you can't make but that seems to be clearly what they wanted to do they want there's a whole yeah, fight yeah. sequence on this ocean planet or whatever there's all within the oceans which I thought was visually compelling like it's really neat sure. to see that yeah and it gets to that whole Wait, moment. isn't it Endor it's not it's a it's one of the moons of Endor. It's no. not the it's yeah like Endor itself yeah. is its own planet There was a tweet about that today. Yeah, the, the <laughs> Ewoks oh, the, really e- e- the Ewoks are on another pl- moon of Endor. This is a different moon it's in the Endor system. <laughs> I see. Okay. But like that whole moment where what, like Leia's like, I gotta do something and then you just you just hear her say Ben and then he like freezes and then all this stuff happens, and then after that you have Han Solo up here to give him a talking to and he suddenly twists around <clears 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 <throat> I get what it wants to do, but I felt nothing. I I felt nothing for it. It just, it didn't affect me in any way. And I would have liked to. And I think I would have if you were able to have Carrie Fisher give the big same monologue or something similar that Harrison Ford is able to give. Is it a surprise that he shows up and does this thing? Sure. It just didn't mean anything to me. I was just like, all right. He's just... But well, he there. did literally kill him uh, two movies ago, but that's okay. This is what I was
4: gonna say. <laughs> but he's not a ghost <laughs> yeah, yeah. either. No, he's just—he's just
0: this. He's just his own mind. Pre- like he's not even a uh. force ghost. He's just this. Which he wouldn't be because that doesn't make any sense. But he just—he's just like I'm working out my issues, so I guess I'll manifest that cinematically this way. And it's like, okay.
4: yeah, okay. When you're talking about his issues we have to remember that one of his issues is mass murder. He's killed <laughs> a lot of people. And so to me, it kind of under, uh, even though I, I, t- I, t- I told myself I was going to come on the podcast and just say like, this movie was cool. I liked the action <laughs> stuff, but you're going to make me talk about the character and emotional depth and fine. Uh, to me, it makes sense that it's, that it's Han because it's sort of, because he killed him and because he's killed a lot of people. And so it's sort of uh, a stand in for all of the, like actual physical, tangible wrong things he's done. Like, y- you know, he needs to have part. You know, there's an atonement uh, it, it, to his redemption, and uh, to me, it, it makes sense that it's that it's Han because it represents a, a reminder to us and and to him, or, or, or a reminder to us that he's thinking about the fact that um, he's not just. His sins go beyond trying to tempt Rey to the dark side or whatever. Like, he's done terrible, terrible things to a lot of people, and uh, the, and so this is him uh atoning. That's why he conjures Han I, in his mind.
0: I feel like the movie wants you—like, that's the intention the movie has. It just meant—it felt very hollow to me, mainly because, for one, sure. he did a lot of murder and mass destruction, so I don't really think redemption in one scene is, you know, all that earned— I get that I mean if you want to talk it's about like point. forgiveness if you want to talk about forgiveness or whatnot, yes, I as a as a person I am who is inherently good and you know, believes he's a good person, I, I, I want to be like I wanna support you in this act that you're trying to do as far as redeem yourself. But the movie it's from watching this movie, just having Han show up and give him not that much of a talk and being like, Alright, I threw my lightsaber away, so I'm like everything's good now, it just didn't mean much to me. And if you but want, everything's if you, not it, good. It,
4: it's not just the one scene. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. It's his
0: atonement. But I I but I think that it, the movie's trying to do this, and I get that. It didn't work <laughs> for me specifically, but I and I also think that, yes, you can have his father show up, and he's the one that's, that was actually murdered by him, and that's a lot to deal with, and what have you. I think the... I think seeing him actually deal with like his mother that we haven't seen yet, we haven't seen. I think there's something that could come out of that because that would give us a new side or something to really relate to. That that would just it would register better. And I I, mean, I I understand, understand, understand that it's impossible of... to do that, and you have to do this yeah. this way instead.
4: It's <laughs> I mean it's... you're not blaming J.J. Abrams for, yeah. for Carrie Fisher's death here, right? <laughs> and, and, I think that I think ultimately.
2: <laughs> no,
4: oh whoa, really? <laughs> Hot take. <laughs>
2: no, I think ultimately what I'm what I'm driving at is whoever it might have been in that scene it just didn't give me an emotional impact of wow this is again what you guys have discussed there's been decades of kylo ren being kylo ren you know moody um aggressive evil and i'm just supposed to expect that on a whim, he hears his mom's voice, and he's like, "I guess I should turn to the good side now." I, I don't.
0: What's further informed of that it's is in not the not last Jedi? In the last Jedi, he had an opportunity to kill Leia, and he chose not to. And so and it's... that's why it's not a whim.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, again, but, this is why. Again, overall, I'm pretty okay with the movie. It's, it's. I, I'm not in the writer's room. You know, I'm not, I get I that,
0: but I'm just. He, and this he, is just. An, this is just an example of like sure, things sure. that just like that's one major moment that I feel like if I had a stronger reaction to this, then I'd like the movie as a whole. But it doesn't give me that. And there's yeah. a lot. And there's a there's a moment like at the end when Lando arrives and the entire galaxy has showed up as well. I feel like that should mean something to me, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. It just felt like well, that's a lot of CG. And even after okay. that, you don't really get much out of it because you don't you never see that scale again. You just continue I f- yeah. I don't think JJ's space battles are all that interesting. You talk <laughs> about the Death Star attack and a new hope. That's fucking fantastic. It's the it's the yeah. best. It rules. Yeah, that's uh, this, agree this, with this, you on not, this. This th- is this th- th- there's just like there was like a gajillion ships, and we never see that again. We just see like the same like Millennium Falcon and a couple X wings and a Y wing every now and then. And it's like, isn't the whole yeah, galaxy I'll, I'll fighting I... at this point? Like the ga- yeah, I should yeah. be like this is Star Wars. Like this is the final yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. I should see the entire galaxy. That should mean something to me to see this being fought for, and it just doesn't register.
4: Sure. Yeah, I've never found JJ to be that cinematic a uh, 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 filmmaker to invoke Martin Scorsese and. In... And <laughs> what is or isn't cinema, but I definitely think uh, uh, that's one of the many things I responded to about The Last Jedi, and to a certain extent, Rogue One, which I, I, Rogue I, one is great. I understand there's kind of people uh, kind of split on that, but, like, uh, visually it has a lot of indelible moments, whereas... Yeah. Um, the Force Awakens and uh, Rise the of Rise the of Skywalker. Skywalker. I keep wanting to say Rise of the Skywalker. I do too. <laughs> Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith, of the... <laughs> But no, the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, there's a couple of things I really like. The um, the first time they did Kylo and Rey, you know, fight the astral projection, you know, lightsaber fight. And there's like the, those, uh, I don't know what those are grains or legumes or whatever that like spill all over the, Mm -hmm. uh, trophy room. That's super cool. I like,
0: I believe that's what (laughs) they,
4: what are they called? Space legumes. Space legumes. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I also liked the weird like um, uh, uh, Burning Man, uh, Big Tent Revival, uh, Alien <laughs> Renaissance Festival. <laughs> I like that, especially the one where the 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 shot where all the, the like line dancing or
0: whatever. That that uh, entire that was... planet sequence I really enjoyed. I like like the the concert thing, the the speeder bike chase that follows, the mm. weird hole they fall in with the space snake. Everything space. It
2: just makes oh, it space.
1: Easier.
2: Like, yeah. I, I liked all of that stuff. Like that's all just like that well, felt like fun Star Wars. Yeah, David, go ahead and finish your point. I, have, I certainly have a question for the entire panel here about the about the plot. Um coming up here soon.
4: Uh well wait, I think I made my, my point that um Okay. Uh, I agree with I agree I agree mm-hmm. with Aaron as much as I, even though I like the movie more than him, I I agree with Aaron on the uh that uh I wish it felt more uh cinematic. To go Got off it. to go off that cinematic point real quick, I think yeah. the, the stuff in
0: invi- like I think the Palpatine plotline is ridiculous. It's a bunch of nonsense that doesn't get justified very much. Yeah, so that, that's like essentially that, my question. But but, 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 but but real quick, the cinematic presentation of it I really found intriguing. That was the most sure. I felt Abrams was actually trying to like reference other film. It felt like like there was like metropolis going on or like Dark City. Like it felt like there sure. was actually something to like, grasp onto from a this is my cinematic influence type of level, because there's a lot of like horror movie makeup going on and atmosphere. Mm. That stuff really registered to me. I wish mm-hmm. the plot you know mattered more, but yep. the the visually I thought that was interesting.
2: Got it. So the question I have for you guys and Aaron just touched upon it, which is, you know, Ray's been trying to find out her origins for the entire trilogy. Um it's revealed in Last Jedi that, you know, they're nobodies. They're, they're they're they sold you for drinking money. And in this one it's Supposedly. Supposedly. And in this well, one, if yeah, you believe Jedi, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you believe his his, his uh plot twisting ways. And in this one, it's revealed that she is the granddaughter of Palpatine. Um, and how did you guys take that? Because Aaron, I think that I'm on the same page. Of I kind of really rolled my eyes hard, um, and I was like, "This is too convenient." But I'd love to sort of hear what some some folks on the panel are thinking about it.
4: Uh, I think I agree with you, but it, not like with the di- with the volume dialed down because it doesn't. I sure. was like, "Yeah, that's dumb," but I didn't. It didn't. Uh, it didn't uh, take me out of the movie that much. Mm-hmm. I guess I feel I feel a lot like that too. Like
3: I don't know anyone who would truly justify it, especially because as you guys already pointed out, the, the movie doesn't justify it very it much. So he's he's, he's, he's like he's in the, he's in the opening crawl. Uh, he's in the like second scene of the movie.
1: Yeah, and
0: and and then like that's it. And then you're just like, oh, Palpatine. Um, he's back because they I don't know found his body somewhere. Yeah. On, and like put hooked them up to a juice machine with wires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What
3: what doesn't bother me? And I read one of these um, pieces from a, a writer who was really beholden to the nobody idea. And of course, I, I after Last Jedi felt very much the same as a lot of people did, which is like, you know, what that's a cool concept, especially yeah. within the Star Wars realm. The fact that it isn't doesn't to me completely negate and throw away the Last Jedi's attempt at that. It's more of a um, like I was thinking about it uh, the, the other day about. Like actual orphans or let's say someone in real life on planet Earth um, who was, uh, you know, left by their parents when they were young, uh, raised in foster families and spends their whole life not knowing their parents, you know, till they're in their 20s, let's say. And then suddenly their parents or parent or whoever's left somehow returns their life. I'm sure there's actual indie films like this. And then they have to deal with that too, which is basically – to me, it's, it's the duality of that kind of life, which is, one, you've already established your entire identity and who you are and everything about you, which is the case with Ray as a nobody, as someone who doesn't have parents, as someone who's a scavenger surviving. That is who – she is nonetheless raised and, and created that way on her own. And then nonetheless, her parent, whoever it may be, could be an asshole or could be a very nice guy, comes in and changes her in some way, shape, or form. So as a narrative structure that didn't bother me as a like oh okay it doesn't it doesn't make me hate that they're they you know they're going back and ruining the last shit that doesn't bother sure. me. Yeah. What, what bothers me is what you guys have all said and what I kind of agree with it was the uh, Palpatine aspect of it like oh okay. Yeah. I, I know a lot of my friends and I wanted it to be Obi-Wan if it had to be someone you know and I, I think that's even more eye-rolly. But it's like if they're going to choose someone, Palpatine was like the, the weirdest of all choices because there's never enough time in this movie alone for her to deal with the ultimate, uh, again, narrative aspect of what they're trying to do, which is you're, you're from a bad side. You should embrace that bad side, and this is a, a cliche trope. Is like the but you have to reject your bad origins and, and and you know become a good person through your own. And the film attempts to do that in what two hours and twenty minutes. And that's the problem. And of course, it, it gets had, there, but it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. And I I'm I'm actually one of the the people who would truly love to see thirty minutes more in this movie yeah. and would enjoy it if they padded it out a bit more. which i I find strange because they clearly could endgame is an example of disney putting a three
0: hour movie out that did perfectly fine they know they could do that i have an issue with the frantically paced editing of this film i do think it it could use a lot of room to breathe but yeah in terms of the palpatine stuff i i agree with you i think there i mean if there was a grand plan for this trilogy which there was to a point as far as here's like a beginning middle and end like things that kind of happen but it seems like it seems very clear that you have J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson being, like, not clashing as personalities or, like, in public, but as far as...
2: Definitely at they, odds the, with each other. The, the
0: films they are making are at odds with each other. They yeah. could be perfectly friendly with each other. I'm sure they are. I have no doubt about that. But in terms of the movies that they've made, it seems like by doing that and having J.J. Abrams back on as opposed to being initially hired since he was repla- he replaced Colin Trevorrow, you have a str- You have a series of films that are at odds with each other on a narrative level in terms of what they're trying to accomplish and, and so instead of seeding Palpatine in throughout this trilogy, you just kind of like, I guess we're doing this now. Like, that's how it feels in the film. Regardless if that was intended all along, it does feel like, a, well, what if we just brought Palpatine back? Like, it feels, it feels like on a whim we decided to be like, eh, we can do this and, you know, a few lines of dialogue here and there. We can sprinkle it in yeah. and it'll make sense. And it's like, well, that's... That's fine for the thing I described, which is big-budget Star Wars movie, but as far as wrap-up of both this trilogy and nine 42 years' worth of films,
2: it feels a little...
0: <laughs> it feels like if we're going to tack this on, we should have more tact in how we're doing it.
3: Yeah. I think the other, the other thought I had was like, okay, so the, the narrative they want to accomplish with this film is, and with the new trilogy, is uh, Ben's redemption through yeah. his relationship with Rey. So essentially, by this final movie, they don't have a main villain because Kylo, who was the main villain for these last two movies, is going to become good or or give that up by the end. So then who should be the villain? Who is the big, bad, must-defeat thing if not Palpatine? And of course, it's the ob- it's it's such an obvious... But I'm, that, that was the thought I had. I was like, okay, well, no one seems to like Palpatine's introduction or reintroduction. So then who else or how else could they have established... Something and for that, both and Ben and Ray the, to
4: fight the, against. The, David, the, yeah. the story of the trilogy is not it's it's not just Kylo's uh, redemption, or I can't remember the phrasing you used, sure. but it's not just Kylo story. It's also Ray's flirtation with, no. with the dark. With, but it's her I think it's about her overcoming her own. You know, one of the one of the things I always think about at the Last Jedi is the first time when when uh, when Luke is is. Teaching her about Introducing the force. her to the force, and she goes directly to like the the darkness or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I I I like that. Um, uh, and so to me, the the villain. I mean, this sounds like almost a cop out, but <laughs> I think the villain is the dark side of the force. Right, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. or that's if, if not the villain, that's the antagonist of the trilogy. Um, is that we're dealing with two characters, um, one who is already given in and is. Clawing the story is him clawing his way back, and then one who is uh, coming. I think I I don't know. Like I said, it's been a long time since I rewatched the original trilogy, but I feel like Ray comes closer um, to the dark side than even Luke ever did uh, um, in in the in the original uh, trilogy. I will to uh, a couple points I didn't get to, uh, did, couldn't get a word in earlier. Is that uh, <laughs> um, yes? As Aaron reminded us, I want to say to Aaron and all the other critics of. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker is uh, look on the bright side. We could have had a Colin Trevorrow movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah. and didn't, let me let me uh, real quick add. Like I'm not going to sure. say that Colin Trevorrow would have made
0: an amazing film, but I do think there might have been more choices, uh, more ambitious choices being made. That's Regardless, fair. regardless fair. if there was wild swings that worked out terribly badly, I All do right. think there. I yeah. I I am curious what that would have looked like. I, I'll just put that
4: there. Um, what was and your other point? I'll say about I, I think honestly, to me, I think a big reason that it was Palpatine is because as as Alec pointed out, so many people had guessed about Rey's uh parentage or lineage. You know, you mentioned uh, Obi Wan, uh, that I think maybe they just wanted to bring somebody that no one had guessed because this character was long, was long gone. Uh, although it is uh it's easier uh and uh, less repulsive to imagine Obi-Wan Kenobi having a sexual relationship with someone than <laughs> <laughs> Emperor Palpatine uh Oh, yeah, I went, I went, Thought, thoughts ripped. that I never right. wanted
2: in my head are now in my head. Thank, thanks, thanks, Dave. But
1: it, everyone <laughs> says that, but
3: I'm like, you can't forget that he was literally a senator at one point, and that's probably what he hooked up with. He oh. was a he was a dashing senator. Come on, now, back right, in the uh, hair back
2: then. Before, yeah, before all the uh, the darkness made him all pruny yeah.
3: yeah, man. Come on, look at the We got some crazy senators in America who are married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to um, name names, but there's some people out there that you're like, how is this person married to someone? But they
2: are. <laughs> Hashtag yeah, a good point. A good point. so a question for you guys uh still on some of the introduction of I, I would say world planets um you know one of the things that people didn't like that last jedi did was like oh why, why are you going to this gambling planet it takes away from the the plot line um and in this movie we do have them going to various places and i don't think they really take away from anything
0: because um, people are dumb. I mean, that's that's my main. I mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I, and, I, like, I I I have no, no problem and, and, with Let like... add that. Like at the end of this movie, I'm totally on your train of like I was like everyone who hates Last Jedi owes Ryan Johnson apology. That's that's where I am. um But I'm just like again, I, I just, I'm not the filmmaker, so I, I it's just an overall okay movie. I'm not but gonna yeah say,
0: but... like I'm not going to say like that movie is flawless, although I. I don't really have anything that I want to call out as a flaw because I just sure. don't see it. I'm not going to say that people are wrong in not liking something. At the same time, it's like, it's a Star Wars movie where we go to new planets and meet new aliens. So I'm not sure yeah. what's the big deal about going to a new planet and meeting yeah. new aliens. I just, in my, my, especially, isn't especially isn't for a sequence that like... takes less than 10 minutes in that movie. But I mean, <laughs> uh, whatever.
2: <laughs> but my, my question isn't so much about like, well, what's the difference between last year and this one? More just like, hey, yeah, we talked about like the, the Burning Man festival. And I was like, this is weird for me to see on the screen. But just overall, you do go to these places. I am curious what you guys thought about the new creatures that we find. Like, um, uh, Babu Frick is it? the best. Yeah. Yeah, is. <laughs> ba- is it, is it he or rules. she? I think it's an it. I said what? Babu yeah. Frick rules. That's all I said.
0: I mean, I know,
3: but I've wondered yeah, because
0: uh, awesome. Shirley Henderson was... Shirley Henderson voices yeah, Babu
4: Frick. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: I thought I thought it was a guy, but it's obviously voiced by a woman. So I'm like, well, maybe it's a she, it's <laughs> or
4: it's I will say after eight movies of being of never really finding C three PO pleasant and mostly finding him annoying. <laughs> that line, uh Babu Frick, he's one of my oldest my friends. Oldest Is friends the yeah.
0: <laughs> <act> <laughs> So no, let me, I think Anthony Daniels is the MVP of this movie. Honestly, I'm not even kidding. I think okay. everything like I've never been. I've been never been here or there on C3PO. I was like, yeah, he's one of the characters of the movie. This movie, much like I think Force Awakens actually did a lot more of Chewbacca than any of the previous movies did. I think C3PO is at his best in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think he has so many fun things to do here, and the way he's the way his line deliveries are, deliveries are given. I think completely add to the movie's fun feeling. Like there, like a part where like he's just explaining things, and they all look back at him, and he's looking at them, and he's like, yeah. What's going? and then he looks behind him, yeah. like as if like yeah. there's something else. It's, it's just there's a lot of that throughout this movie that I think is really. Or like uh, when he has the Sith stuff in his head, and he's like, oh, we can't do this except for the memory of, my, of the scan in my head. Yeah. It's just, yeah. There's a lot of like really funny lines that he has, yeah. and just really keeps adding. Well, and It never feels distracting. and never
2: annoying. Like it's just like he's just great in this. In wheelhouse. <laughs> I see what you mean. by type fives from everybody now, but uh, there's also a lot of humor in this movie for sure.
0: Oh, let me add this too. The Maz Katana is practical in this movie. Yeah, that oh. surprised me. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize that until Wait, actually. Wait, three scenes. Kanada, katana, kanada. Yeah. Mascatana is a sword. Kat- kanada, yeah, yeah, sorry, exactly. I'm saying it backwards. Yeah. Kanada, yeah, it's a practical creature this That's time around. It's been cool. digital the past few times, like no. Oh. But her fa- her face must be CGI because it no, was it's still. still mo- no, it's practical. It's a practical. Oh, wow. thing.
3: No, but they, but uh, Lupita Niago was at least in the first two was motion captured facial. As I'm aware her that's the case. I'm saying in this movie they made a Maz Kanata. Oh.
0: No, I know. Okay. I figure
3: the puppet is made, but I feel like they CGI'd like eye and mouth movements on top of it.
0: It doesn't really move though this time. Or it moves like a nah, puppet this time around. she's right. only in a All few we'll, scenes. We're gonna,
2: uh, Lupita, the come on the show. Tell on. Us. I'm, I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you, it's, it's <laughs> she's they, here. Made,
0: they made yeah. a puppet this time. It was like, okay, that's new. She <laughs> get back. Yeah, right.
4: in, I know, I, I, know, I like the movie, but uh, bringing up Maz Kanata, uh actually does remind me of one of my criticisms of it, which is that certain characters are just shunted off to the side. Maz 100%. Kanata. Is, basically, they. The only they used Maz Kanata to explain what Leia was doing because they couldn't shoot new <laughs> new yeah, Leia exactly. stuff. Yeah. That's exactly the reason. Um, yeah. But uh, I also felt uh, one of my favorite parts of uh, the Last Jedi is uh, Rose Tico and and Killmonger trans performance, and I was kind of bummed that uh, she has nothing at all to do.
0: Well, when they're all like, "We're gonna go on this space mission," he's like, "I gotta stay here and look at computers."
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but, what? but here, here's
0: zero to do.
3: Here's my thing. First off, I really don't like the way people are saying that, like, J.J. is against her entirely. That that to me is nonsense and ridiculous. But what I don't my, my question per- is I – don't,
0: I don't think he's against her. I just think he's just like, all right.
3: No, I know. <laughs> but that a lot of people have been saying that because she's not main, like, they're, they're just attacking J.J. I'm like, okay, that's crazy. But my question is, she achieves her goal – as a character in uh, Last Jedi, she's fantastic. She achieves her goal uh, by the end, which is that, that iconic line of, like, we have to save what we love. And she achieves that as her character arc and goes through a lot of that, what would then her point be in this movie? Like, what what did you want her to be?
4: Like, where else would I, she have I picked? just would have, I mean, I, for more, just for more, uh, just
1: for more
4: uh of her. I was going to use the word color. I don't mean in terms of uh, the diversity. I just mean like, Careful here. <laughs> I, I just literally mean she's a great screen presence. She's great yeah. energy. It would have been, uh, the movie would have been more fun uh, with more of her. Yeah.
3: I guess, I, I, I mean, like, and I, and I don't disagree, I, I just wonder, like, in actual character terms, she is an engineer, um, and they do have a lot of people, like, like it, it, I'm waiting for someone to justify in, a, in an actual narrative way her involvement beyond... Like, and I know I know the scene is weird where it, like it's such a obviously written scene where they're like, are you sure you don't want to come with us? <laughs> you know, and clearly That's she's more not really excited. I, I, dis-
0: I don't disagree with you, Alex. It's not like, yeah, I. there definitely needed to be further plot development with Rose. It's just more like there's a way to write that that I think works better than what we were given. I don't have the answer to what that is, but it just feels sure. like it's awkwardly handled.
2: That's why yeah. I'm just okay with it. I'm just like, okay, with a movie. I'm just like, I can't write it a different way. I'm Let's talk like about fine. the
0: other actors. We talked a lot about the about ray and ben and palpatine uh what, what there's other there's two other main characters that we haven't talked about much which is uh john boyega as finn and oscar isaac as poe dameron Where, where'd you think those guys landed is I,
2: I really wish that there was at the end there when they're looking for people i really wish that they had looked for each other it was kind of a, a bummer this is like a, a cool bromance there I mean they were together they're hugging
0: they're all three
2: they're, as a trio yeah but what I'm talking about is like he sees the the girl that he left on the planet uh, instead um, and Jumpboyega is looking for for Ray
3: That is that is a plot though I don't want to everyone seems to be annoyed that they don't get together but I'm like you can't forget that the um uh, this this is a weirdly personal thing to say the plot I thought with uh, uh what is her name Jonah and Finn was this was this uh, all too real plot? Uh, and not not that this is good, but just this is what I saw in it. Was this all too real plot of uh, Finn seems to be pining for Ray, or at least that was my impression for two or three of the movies. Mm-hmm. And you kind of think he has a thing for her, but then she comes in, and it's this like f- this idea of the woman you are pining for who actually doesn't seem to have any interest in you. Uh, instead you should look at the other woman who is right in your face and who does also love you and that maybe you should focus your attention on her. And I say this all too real because I'm like, I've been in that situation for real. And that doesn't justify that, hey, I would love to see, uh, Finn and Poe get together. Right. But to me, that was like, that was the, the, the plot with those two characters.
2: I mean also we get that's it that's Alex it. people love you and they don't love us <laughs> no, no I
0: I loved I love other people and they don't love me <laughs> The take I have on Star Wars in general is that it's a it's a pretty like loveless series of films I mean there's there's characters that are just meant hey. to be like there's okay. Han and Leia and there's Padme and and Anakin but I mean the films in general never really focus on like the romantic entanglements of the various characters so it just doesn't mm-hmm. really it doesn't register me on something that's that important like yeah. I understand what it's I understand what the, the what a segment of the audience is like going for with this, but it's like there's other things going on here where that just kind of drive the plot forward. Where I'm just, I just it just doesn't interest me in that way.
3: But I did think they hit their stride in terms of uh, obviously after three films, but but it's really well in terms of fulfilling what these characters should be and performing that as best they could. Like, the the, oh, the moments... Sure.
1: Well, I mean, Oscar Isaac
3: is just great all the time, right. so it's like, it's... Already, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I know, but I mean, like, you know, uh, everyone to varying degrees has feelings on this, but, like, some of some of his character mannerisms in the first two movies are a little bit annoying, you're like, come on, and then same with Finn. I'm like, Finn is just running around yelling
0: Ray the whole time, which he still does in this movie. Um, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> like Finn,
2: get your, get your focus on super cat.
0: I, I would argue that Boyega has grown as an actor, which I think just yes, naturally yes. comes because I mean that is early in his career, and he hasn't, you know, he's not a hugely prolific actor, so he's only had so exactly. much to do. And I've I liked Boyega since so Abe and I reviewed Attack the Block, which the is block. great. Um, Oscar Isaac, I mean, he's a pro at this point, and like, yeah. I, I, I haven't but I, had. But
3: I was. This is part of my satisfaction with the film: is them to that those performances satisfy me. I'm not gonna say they're like oh, their best performances of the year, but they really satisfied me in terms of what they. Truly fulfilling that uh, the the, the the I don't know I said that already, so no, <laughs> you know I, what I I'm saying. You. No,
0: I, I know yeah. what you're saying, and yes, they're fun they're fun together. Like they, the yeah. movie wants to make a point of having the the crew together for a lot of the film, and it's like okay, it's playing off that chemistry well, which is something I do think, as I said, Abrams does is does know how to do. He's yeah. he knows how to get those. He knows how to match chemistry together. I'm not a huge fan of the Star Trek films, and I do think the cast in those movies work. I think that's a big part of the appeal of those films, is that you have sure. a very strong set of actors all working together in ways that are gen- genuinely fun when they're all hanging out together. Yeah, yeah of course.
2: Uh, another shout-out that I wanted to give out to was uh, Richard D. E. Grant. Um, I thought yeah. he was uh, yeah, yeah. a fun great. guy. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, for for... He doesn't. He's not chewing the scenery, but at the same time, he's doing his oh, thing. He's chewing, I was... he's
0: chewing it. There's some pieces of. There's the pieces of the star destroyer that he's chewing on there. <laughs> there.
2: There are some questions. I was like, I can't. I can't get a read on him. I don't know if you know if he's the spy or whatever else. I was like, no, he's he's actually just a bad guy, he's just fulfilling orders. Like no, my, this, my
0: favorite line of this movie is from Donald Gleason saying, "I'm the spy." It's just yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: just out with that, it. He's like, "I'm the spy." It's
0: like, it's, okay, it's all right. What I what I like about what him and Grant are doing is that like it all seems like none of of us can be Peter Cushing, like that seems to be like the <laughs> yeah. consensus they have, and they're like, so let's just do camp in our own way. Because I never, I don't take the imperial like moths and generals or what have you seriously. They all just seem like, you know, the co villain when you have you know Darth Vader or Kylo Ren or whatever walking around. So you have you have Hux moving around. He's just like this preening guy that like really hates Kylo, but he wants to be his own man. And so here he gets like, it's the resolution of his arc is. I'm so beyond being an, a leader in the first order, I just want to really get at Kylo Ren at this Shit. point. And so that's that's his role in this movie. That, and he I dies. And that. it's funny. And Richard E. Grant comes in and he's just like, I. he's not playing anyone specific. He's just like, I was I liked Palpatine thirty years ago when he was in charge, so I'm back to that again. And it's just like <laughs> I, I like those little it's like bit stuff where there's not gonna be a fully fleshed out character here, so let's just make him a very specific type and yeah it, it works for me.
2: And then the only question I had is in terms of um, the score, uh, and also just some other technical aspects. Where, where did you guys fall on that?
0: This may be my favorite of Williams' scores for the new trilogy. Mm-hmm. I, I Force Awakens I thought was fine. Like the Ray's theme, I think is the most.
2: That's one that stands out to me. It's the most, most
0: standout track. The Last Jedi, like, a lot of people like The Last Jedi score a lot. I thought it was fine. It didn't stick out to me in a specific way. I thought this one actually did a lot to play with the varying themes that we've heard throughout this series, and despite... Gee, Abrams really hates the prequels, it seems, because there's nothing about the prequels in these movies. Not even, like, dual, I thought <laughs> Duel of Fates was going to come up at some point in this film, and it didn't. And I was like, alright, whatever.
2: Um,
0: but no, he I, I watch, part... He
2: hasn't watched those movies yet, so he can't, uh, he doesn't have a reference point. I mean, based off these movies, I wouldn't be surprised if he hadn't watched the
0: prequels all that much, <laughs> <but it's... laughs>
3: Yeah. I I also love the um I don't know what the name of it is the adventure theme. Like uh the first time it plays is when they get into the Falcon cockpit together for the first time like 30 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. There's a theme that comes in that's kind of like the the crew is together going on an adventure and it's just like I don't know John Williams themes are always that like like they I can't describe them because they just get in you and they like fill you with like i I'm a kid going on an adventure feeling and that <laughs> the i mean it goes without saying but the 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 most consistent part of the entire nine movies is john williams score right. and it re rewatching all of them together that was like hey when i'm watching this prequel movie that i think is dumb at least there's a john williams score there to to remind me that it's a part of this universe and uh thank goodness he made it to this point to finish these movies cuz who would have not been great if he wasn't around to finish nine and to complete his
2: true um, Destiny. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, don't I don't know what like to
3: say, it. but like, because you know, like he's what... uh, he's not only known for Star Wars, but nonetheless, yeah. he fully, he like I'm glad he could finish nine, and and like, kind of like you said, Aaron, like, yeah, they, I, I feel a little bit like you do with the Last Jedi about this. I'm like, yeah, a lot of it was great. It's not. I don't find myself listening to it all the time already. Maybe I will in the future, but. Um, I, I just still love listening to his scores in the Star Wars movies, and they wouldn't be the same without him.
0: It's like the one bad thing I say about the Last Jedi. It's like, oh the score's fine; <laughs> like it, it does its job. Um, what well, was gonna? Oh, there was another cinematic moment that I wanted to point out. Something that really stuck out to me. It's the opening. It's when Kylo Ren is in slow mo, like destroying creatures on Red Planet. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, all right, give me more of this stuff. Like I, that, I, we the connections this movie has to the Last Jedi. I. I agree with Alex. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's spitting in the face of that movie. I do think it has a lot of like, all right, yeah, I have to follow this thing now. This is how I'm doing it. And I do think the carryover of Ben or Kylo, I do think it shows in the early scenes of this film where it's like, yeah, he's still this power hungry brat. Like who's just like <laughs> going around the galaxy, just slaughtering fools and has his Knights of Ren, who look like they're in a Creed
2: video standing on a rock at
4: one point.
1: Like, yeah, There's just it's, a lot it's... of stuff.
4: That... <laughs> one of those
1: guys is
2: like carrying a garden hoe, and I was like, that guy is <laughs> the one that you don't want to fuck with.
4: My first thought when we saw the Knights of Ren was uh, Slipknot's new mask sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a blend. They're they're a Creed Slipknot yeah. tribute band. <laughs> I would, I would <laughs> watch a spin-off series with them, but I don't know how they make would that. Would I mean, they around... do?
1: They're, they're well, just be going around. they stop.
0: just slaughter people.
2: Uh, yeah. They're slaughtering they're, they're what does the
3: Mandalorian do? He just
2: slaughters people too. Yeah, but he's taking care of a baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's maybe they give him motherhood.
3: Maybe they give the the knight some thing to take care of too.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, the, I do um... want to also just quickly add that um, uh, if you want to follow Emo Caloran on Twitter, that's a fun that's a fun account. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, no longer emo. No, he was pretty emo at the end too. A, yeah.
0: a couple more points.
2: Yeah, emo at the
0: end, really. I mean, yeah, I guess so. He was. He like, was crying,
1: his... man. He had I know teeth. he was. He was
0: wearing his like sweatshirt with a <laughs> hole in it, coming out of like a Cameron Crowe movie. We're like, "I'm coming, yes. Ray." Like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, two.
4: Oh, uh, well, how I... about that moment? Though, speaking of the end, the uh, uh, her passing the lightsaber to him through. That's the... what I want to talk about. The called... lightsaber Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. That uh, that moment was so cool. Yeah, <laughs> that cool.
3: was awesome. I like all of the lightsaber battles in this.
4: Honestly, there's
3: – especially – not to criticize The Last Jedi, but there was like – there wasn't a lot in that movie, lightsaber battles. And I don't want to say that Luke's moment, while impactful in the choices that Ryan Johnson made to show that like lack of a battle, lack of a fight – this mm-hmm. kind of like followed up with like, yeah, I finally got some good lightsaber battles.
0: Uh, my <laughs> counter is I think the lightsaber battles are all conceptually good, but visually all pretty bland. And The Last Jedi's fight with Grey and Kylo teaming up against the Red Guards and Snoke's room yep. is one of the best lightsaber yeah. battles yeah. I've seen and in this it, it whole saga. So, it's I mean, yeah. I mean, and I mean, what
2: happens afterward is one of the best dialogues in my life. <laughs>
3: I, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I was thinking more of the um the the Luke versus Kylo part at the end of the Last Jedi. Like I, mean, I That's wanted, its own thing. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, what yeah, what yeah, I'm
0: yeah. saying is I I don't think these lightsaber battles are particularly well shot. I think it visually it they're Skywalker. interesting. Visually they're interesting. Yeah, in Rise of Skywalker. I think visually they're interesting. Like the the force timing between them when they're on that planet and the ship and they're going back and forth like with the with the sea legumes, uh, the space legumes. It's, I mean, yeah, that's... Yeah,
1: yeah that's, everything's um, space.
0: That's yeah. that's neat, as far as the idea of that. And the fight on the ocean thing, like, that's... The setting is cool, and what... But, like, that fight just feels like it means nothing, because there's nothing that there registers it. She's just, like... I guess she's just angry, and she's just hitting it a lot, and there's yeah. no real... I no, wa- it comes down to that emotional thing I'm talking about, where it's, like, it's just not connecting to me on that on a very high level. And then even the final fight, again, very cool as far as he gets the lights there, he makes that face like, okay, and then just starts squealing on the knight's end. <laughs> but it's... Nothing of n- nothing in there is cooler than anything I saw in the Last Jedi, as far as that fight with the red guards. Like that's just amazing. That was amazing. Yeah.
3: Well, I want I want Steve Yedlin, the cinematographer for Last Jedi. I want his cinematography with these Rise of Skywalker's fights. He he like he true. I mean the, the the super iconic shot of um, when he kills Snoke is, just, is like I wanted more of that in this movie. Yeah, like, yeah. as you're saying, like I love the choreography of the fights, but I, I I as much as I don't want to criticize it, I agree with you, Aaron, about this about the cinematography of these fights not
0: being. Is, at least not being as visceral as I wanted it to. It be. It doesn't. Yeah, right. it feels like I'm missing like the swings. I'm seeing a lot of the clashes, but I'm not. Like it, it's weird. I don't know. It just didn't But I, but I do.
3: Me. As a, as a lightsaber nerd, I am more than happy with the fact that we get like a good forty-five minute chunk of various
0: lightsaber battles in various places. Well, that, brings not, the, that brings me to the last thing I want to get yeah. into, and then we can kind of move on. But it's the the fan service aspect of this film. I do think there's a lot of like, let's give them what they want attitude going on here. And as a result, it leads to less challenge. And I do think if you're challenged, it's going to register stronger, which is, I think, part of my problem again. I think if we're just delivering on everything, then it, and I get that it's the final thing. So you have to deliver on a lot of things, but it feels like there's not much, I mean, it's the same argument I'm having. It's just this, there's, there's a lot of shortcuts to just get to, you know the, the dessert at the end, as opposed to the stuff you're supposed to get in beforehand, and so it just doesn't isn't click to me. I don't think like years from now I'm going to be looking at this movie and having high praise for it in the same I, way that a lot of people yeah. a lot of people don't have high praise for Return of the Jedi because it's just like yeah okay it's just constant well, resolution, no, resolution. Return of I, the I, Jedi. I, it's a better movie. I love it. It's one of my favorite movies, but I do yeah, think the regard the regard for that movie obviously is lesser than the other two films, and I think that sticks mm. out for a good reason.
4: No, I think I, that, that's a that's a great point because what I was what I keep coming back to with uh, the rise of Skywalker is that I had a good time, that it was fun. Uh-huh. But, um, what that does that mean, is, right? But it is in a way that is more fe- ephemeral than the last Jedi. I don't think I'll still be thinking about, uh, I'm just reiterating your point, but I agree. Yeah. I, I, I won't still mm-hmm. be thinking about the rise of Skywalker to the extent that I'll be thinking about the last Jedi in five or 10 years.
0: Here's, mm. here's the, here's the port where the, the point in the movie where I, I just kind of threw my hands up and thought, okay, I am just, I really wanted to like this, and it's just, I can't go like above and beyond to say it's a great movie or a good movie. I just think it's average. It's when Maz Katana walks up at the end and hands Kanata. Chewbacca. Sorry, Kanata. Yeah, and he just walks up and hands Chewie a medal and I'm thinking, what fan <laughs> film am I watching now? Like, this this, like, hey, this, is, just, this is just dumb. This do- I, mean, I don't care about this. This is the <laughs> other thing that only exists because the internet decided it was a thing to make fun of later on. It's like, why why is she giving him a medal all of a sudden? This so yeah, is so stupid. Yeah,
2: but she it cares is a, about him.
0: Yeah, it is a, it is a, it's like an old, old, it's
3: like a 70s fan theory, man, from the first movie where he didn't get a medal. Did,
2: did I get that it was like a, a weak point in nobody even applauded Chewbacca when he got it yes but did I think that it was bad not necessarily yeah exactly I, hated it.
0: Exactly. I, I laughed out loud Anna knows this I laughed out loud when that happened it was yeah. just, it just it's like I laugh a- I laugh in the in the, the
3: he gets the medal he admires it and then in the one of the final final shots of the group there's he's, he has such a poor performance he's like holding up the medal admiring it it's one of these like uh <laughs> wider shots so you, you know uh-huh. he's not front And it's just, his performance of, like, looking at the metal, be like,
1: oh, look at
3: it, (laughs) is hilarious. (laughs) I I know know it was a final scene, and he probably didn't have any direction, but it was such a, like,
0: like I didn't mind him It's like It's like Lando
2: dancing in Turn of the Jedi, he's just
0: clapping his hands, like, what's going on? (laughs)
2: Um, So, Lando with that woman at the end there, I don't know what was going on. It was getting some creep with the,
3: the, this was a clarified, apparently, in like a tweet yesterday or today in, the, in one of the books that's been released. Apparently, Lando had a daughter who um, was taken... At, you know, the, there's the right. uh, little bits of story threads throughout The Rise of Skywalker referring to how the stormtroopers were children taken by the, the First Order. Yep. Um, apparently, his daughter was taken. So he has no idea who she is, where she went, whatever, whatever. Um, and I guess, putting two and two together, the hint is that... Maybe she is related or perhaps could, might
0: know where his daughter is. Noted. That, that's a yeah. feeling that I got
2: for sure. Two, two I was just things. like, this dialogue doesn't make a lot of sense. Then. Two yeah. things.
0: One is just, I just figured, you know, she's a character here and you need someone to be like, what's the resolution to her arc? It's like, oh, she's going to just find her own way, just like rated. Also just cuz they're black people doesn't mean they need to be related. I don't need to stress this enough. Like I don't <laughs> that was the look he gives her when he like turns at her. I was I was I was about to
3: be like is he going to say, "Hey, you look like me. We may be re-... I was like, "Please don't say that. Please, yeah, say please that. don't say you know? yeah. that." And, and and on that, yeah. Well, the other um, thing about that that other people had told me, I didn't think about this, but other people told me the first time they saw it, they thought that this was a, a very cheesy attempt to say, like, this is where the next Skywalker, or the sorry, not Skywalker, the next Star Wars movie is going to be, is like, oh, hey, look, we have another story to explore here, wink, wink, you know, like, hey, we're not done, there's more to see here, and it's kind of like, yeah, okay, but do we really need that, like, it, it is also, hey, you got to throw Lando in the end somewhere, what do you do with him, and her, and how do you... What do you do with him? <laughs> I don't know.
0: How else do you put it? Do you make him just hug? I don't know. Again, that's what yeah. I was like. That's what I thought was just like, all right, we just have some dialogue to wrap up these characters for this movie. Yeah, yeah, I, have yeah. no pro- I have no problem with it, and I think Billy D. Williams, by the way, very fun. He's Billy D. Williams. He's just he's just a good presence. I
4: didn't, yeah, I, yeah. I, D- does all the it, all the backstory about stormtroopers being you know kidnapped and brainwashed children make you feel at all bad about the literally scores of them we see blown away? Yeah. Uh, over was the course of just yeah. this movie alone.
3: Because the original point of them dying was kind of like ah they're they nameless clones and it doesn't matter and now we're like oh wait they're actually people.
2: <laughs> yeah, wait, there's wait. a lot of like gratuitous like violence against the bad guys that I was like ah when you think about it this is a little bit much.
3: And I don't yeah. I, if they do ever explore that like if this does become a exploration maybe that's what they'll touch upon maybe they'll be like you know the, it's kind of like the whole war idea when um. Like a, a weird random reference, but letters from Iwo Jima, where you're kind of like, oh hey, wait, this while they are our enemy, they're actually
0: people who have lives and families too. Right? I don't think uh, it needs to be this film, but I, yeah, I get that there's a version of this storytelling that can reflect those ideas more. It's just uh-huh. this movie. it's Star Wars: Rise of the Skywalker. I don't need,
1: you know, yeah, I don't yeah,
0: need yeah. like a I don't need the Malick approach to the who's really at war here kind of thing going on.
2: Yeah, I know. Then that anyway, that'd be like a five hour like. That's, just a, that's a
0: book. That's a book that'll come out. You know. But Stormtrooper, I, I,
2: always,
3: I always feel that way every time they have a first order shot and there's some random, usually British because they shot their actor in the ship's commanding things. I'm like, oh, man, who is this person? This person looks like, I want to befriend this guy. Like, who's this guy? Like, all <laughs> kinds of people on the ships like, oh, well, that guy's interesting. And then I'm always like, oh, wait, they're bad people. Never mind. <laughs> it's an interesting like, oh, well, there isn't in, like massive numbers of people in all these ships. And I, I hate to bring such a dour reference, but this is very compared to our current world, too. <laughs> like, there are people on both sides of the equation here, and they are still real human-being people,
4: yeah. hopefully. Just want to mention, because we mentioned Babu Frick, and we mentioned um, uh, Richard E. Grant, uh, but as far as other new characters, we didn't mention yeah. Zori Bliss, and I uh, or I, maybe we made a small reference to her, but uh, one thing that J.J. Abrams is very good at doing is casting Carrie Russell and things, and I think she's... Uh, uh, I really think she does a lot with... Uh, just the the very physicality little. uh yeah uh, i haven't watched the mandalorian which i guess is also a show where we someone never takes their helmet off but um uh i really thought that carrie russell was uh terrific and very to use a word we've you know, brought up a number of times something very cinematic about uh the, about her physicality yeah she's her, her,
3: her one scene where she lets her eyes up is, is great it's one of my yeah. favorites in the movie
2: yeah. uh, did i fall in love with her when i saw her? yeah
0: in terms of giving Poe more to do as far as rounding out who his character is like all right he has a past i mean I, I... <laughs> <laughs> spice runner spice runner yeah exactly
1: wait,
3: wait, which by the way i hate i hate to ask this that i don't know star wars lore enough but that like the first time i heard that i was like are they referencing dune like what is this Yes, it was a secret tie into Dune coming out next Christmas. No, but but, <laughs> but I was just like, is I was like, is there is spice a part of the Star Wars history too? Because I mean, clearly we all know it's a Dune thing. I was like, wait a minute, is this some sort of giant connection
0: to? I mean, Dune? it's. I mean. All of history, a lot of history, in terms of us discovering new continents, is about we got to go find the spices and things from different places. Yeah. Them. I mean, it's not a new concept a, as far as it's a why you term. Explain. Yeah, yeah, because it's Star Wars, you need to like you have to relate a whole bunch of stuff in easily digestible terms. So in terms of how, if you're going to like introduce new ideas, it's like it's easier to say spice runner than like. He mined the ordeum off of Planet Joe Six, and like, yeah, but, I mean, like. but that's my point. But to,
3: not to go on about this. But the point is that they chose the word spice. They could have been like, you were a junk runner, or you were a droid runner, or something. But they chose spice, and I was like, who's got blue eyes? Where
0: is this? You know,
3: like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, this movie also has space slugs in it. So what do you want me to tell you? Yeah, that's
3: With, true. Uh, there was another one. I was like, man, this is a, this, this is to Dune all over this movie, <laughs> which is weird because we do have a Dune movie coming next December. Yeah.
1: From which I wanted to say
2: any villain with. Yeah. All well, right. that was great.
4: I'm which on are... Wikipedia, and apparently Spice has been mentioned uh, going back to the first movie. Yeah, this is oh, a wow. surprised okay. me. Missing
2: uh... out, Alex.
4: Okay. Bill's being wrong about something at that... Star Wars. I mean,
2: clues were all around us. This is just like <laughs> Kaiser Sose. <laughs>
0: it's,
2: it's probably
3: in
0: some comic book that was released in 1983, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> The thing I I, I mentioned there was one moment that did make me like get emotional to some degree. It's when Chewbacca arrives back and he finds out Princess Leia died. Oh Jean- uh, Leia yeah. died, and <laughs> so it's like all his all his friends had died at that point. That was sad. Like that made me feel <laughs> sad. He was uh, he was sad, man. He was sad. Junus right. J- Junas Suatamo, the one actor who has a name that fits for Star Wars, um, <laughs> I, I think he he did good as Chewbacca. <laughs> all right. right, all right. Now I think we've talked everything we need to talk about about Star Wars, uh, when should people go and see this movie? Alex, when should people see this movie? Uh, See it now.
3: I like, if it's an event movie, I always think it's worth seeing in the theater, even if you hate it. uh, I mean, at least see it in the theater once. (laughs) So go see it in the theater.
4: David? Yeah, see it with friends and family in the theater this Christmas. (laughs) Abe?
2: Yeah, it's kind of more of like an HBO thing. I'm not saying that there's not cinematic presence to it, but I would rate it as like, you don't have to rush out and see it. I, it's
0: so, it's annoying to be like, it's fine, and you'll probably <laughs> see this anyway, but that's where I'm at, so it's, I mean, you're going to see this because it's Star Wars, I, not knowing in advance that I'd be underwhelmed by it, I'd be like, yeah, why not go see it, and you're going to go see it anyway, so, you know, see the movie, it looks great on a big, it looks great on IMAX, it was great to see it. In Don't log
2: back <laughs> your rating.
0: I'm not locking <laughs> back my rating, I I, tweet, I tweeted <laughs> and wrote, like, yeah. I, I've seen I gave the, it
2: a harsh rating than you did.
0: I, I mean, my I gave it a rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. So what do, you, what do you want me to tell you? But, oh,
2: well, uh, I get it, Eric certified Rotten Tomatoes expert. <laughs> All right, I,
1: I will I say, walk, I'm
2: not walking back anything. I stand by everything
0: I've written and said about it. It's just like it. It the movie is entertaining because why wouldn't it be? It's yeah, a Star yeah, yeah. Wars we, movie directed covered, by J. J. Abrams.
3: Um, I will say, since we're about to end this this Star Wars discussion, thank you all, and I very much appreciate your uh, uh, worthy, well-rounded, and um, well-thought-out opinions on this film, considering there's a lot of – David touched on this a little bit earlier – but there's a lot of uh, intensely negative opinions that I think are a little bit extremely biased in a way that – needs to be addressed in a different thing but i was like man all these opinions today are great and i'm really uh refreshed <laughs> to hear this today so well
0: it's it's the difference between talking on a podcast and you know being adults versus being on film twitter i mean that's oh dang oh dang
1: Just drop that. <laughs> <Coming in hot. laughs>
0: yeah. all right all that out of the way let's move on now what um what time is it
2: time for a fun game Aaron is actually the xylophonist uh, on John Williams's crew.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he hired me on, and um, it worked out for a while. He thought I was adding a little too much in the asteroid field uh, mm-hmm. chase music. That makes yeah. sense. Also, John Williams cameos in the movie. He's a bartender. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> he's wearing a like a monocle or something, and it's like okay, fun for him. I'm sure he requested. That. He's like okay, guys, I've been doing this <laughs> for 42 years. Mm-hmm. Let me be in one of these movies. Maybe maybe a bartender. Um, Alright, I have a game for you guys. It's a tagline game. Skywalker Bloodline Edition. Okay. I'm going to read the tagline for various movies. All of these movies feature an actor who has played a member of the Skywalker family.
2: Got it. If you
0: think you know the name of the movie, buzz in with your name and the movie. Make sense? Yep, makes sense. Okay. Here's the first one.
2: Manners maketh man. Abe... Abe, it's Kingsman: The Golden Circle. No. Mm, all right, I'm out. Why would you opt for the sequel?
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, like, Alex, isn't it just the Kingsman? <laughs> it's Kingsman: Secret Service. Yes. Like, why go to yeah. the sequel
0: <laughs> first?
1: I was like, like I know this tagline. Right, right, like you're. <laughs>
0: The trick would be the established saying of the first movie would be the tagline of the second movie. <laughs> is this is this because it has um, Luke in it? Uh, yes, Hamill? it's because it has yeah. Mark Hamill, Hamill, a member He's of the, the Skywalker professor. bloodline. The key thing that connects all
3: no, of these. No, I know, interests. I know, but I was like wondering, like, who am I forgetting someone in Kingsman? I was like, that has Colin No, it's,
0: it's the one very <laughs> obvious one that you mentioned. Yes, it's yeah. Mark Hamill.
2: No, it's yeah, it's Pedro Pascal, who is the man
0: of the DeLorean. <laughs> He is in the sequel, not a yeah, Skywalker. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Another reason why Abe was completely wrong in saying the Golden Circle. <laughs> Moving on. Here's the next one. The four funniest men in America are Eddie Murphy.
3: Hmm. What, that's a tagline?
0: That's, a ta- that's the tagline for this movie. The other ones are very obvious, which is why I did not use them. They involve the character's name that Eddie Murphy plays in this movie. Abe? plays at least four people, yes? Norbit? It is... N- who do you think from the Skywalkers are in, is in orbit? I'm just yeah, surprised. but I don't, I can't think of any Skywalkers. I was like, I,
2: when did he play only four of the same character?
0: Does anyone else have an answer before I give it? Uh, no, you could just guess.
4: <laughs> Nerdy Professor Two, the Clumps. Oh
0: boy, the answer is Coming to America, featuring James Earl Jones, Darth Vader himself. <laughs> what? What? That's the tagline. Crazy. Well, the other one is Prince Akeem is coming to America or something like that. So, yeah, I'm not going to give you that tagline. <laughs>
2: that would have been it's, a, it's... A, on your buzzer situation. It's I mean, rare to like... have the, the actor's name in the
0: tagline. But... I mean, there's three of you, and there's only like four movies that Eddie Murphy plays a lot of people in. So you could have, by just <laughs> probability, gotten the right answer, I uh, guessed.
4: Well, we named two of them.
0: <laughs> I, <know.
2: laughs> I, know. I named the worst one.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> did. <laughs> here's the next one rules of a trilogy chapter one sets the rules chapter two bends the rules but in the fine in the finale forget the rules
4: is that scream three it
0: is scream three. Oh wow uh-huh. david make sure to buzz in with your name
4: david scream three yeah. <laughs> carrie right, fisher. what is
0: scream three carrie fisher is in scream three.
2: Oh, ah,
0: okay. Ah, these, are, these are such extensive taglines. I'm like fascinated by. This is like a study <laughs> of taglines. Like, whoa. And, and, and David got one. So there you
2: go. No second guessing either. He just got it. Here's the next one. Infiltrate hate.
1: The oh, hey, uh,
2: Abe. Abe. Black Klansman. Black Klansman is the correct answer. EMO Kylo Yes.
3: Ah, I was
4: thinking John David Washington was totally a Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we haven't seen Tenet yet. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> true. true. A Although, safer,
0: um, a friend of the show, Scott Mendelsohn, he pointed out that Robert Pattinson seems to be cosplaying as um, Christopher Nolan, just like DiCaprio. Yeah. Like he he definitely Caprio. has
2: never every movie, yeah. <laughs>
0: just like DiCaprio seemed to do in Inception. Right. Well, it's I said, not I he, said
2: I, he, he was. I
0: said, I said in his page, well, yeah, and there's John, there's John David Washington cosplaying as Jonathan Nolan, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the next one Invisible, silent, Stolen. That's
1: hmm. the like,
0: second tagline.
1: Sounds like a John
0: Woo movie or something. Here's the second one. The Hunt is on.
2: Abe.
0: Abe? The Hunt for Red October. The Hunt for Red October is the correct answer.
2: Harrison Ford.
1: No, I always want to um, be like... <laughs> Harrison. I always wanna be like <laughs> <laughs> Harrison
0: Ford's not in that movie, and Harrison Ford's not a Skywalker. Planes change in automobiles. John, uh... <laughs> Where are you? No, I'm uh, sorry. Uh... uh Darth Vader, again. Uh, <laughs>
2: Edward, Edward, or James Edward, or ja- fuck, now I don't know it. James
0: Earl, James Earl Jones. Is in that you fucked me James up with Harrison <laughs> like. James Earl Jones is in that movie. Alec Baldwin? Yeah, Alec Baldwin, not a <laughs> Skywalker.
2: There
1: it's we a go. Shadow.
0: Here's the next one. This one is, r- okay. The Dark Knight fights to save Gotham from its deadliest enemy.
1: Abe?
2: Abe? Um, no, I don't know it. <laughs> Alex, is
0: it Batman Returns? Incorrect. No. Here's a hint. It's Whoa, not a live hey, action Batman movie. Hey. Yeah? Uh, oh Batman Mask of the Phantasm. <laughs> That's correct, because Abe was wrong anyway. But yes, David, you're you're right. Damn it! Mark Hamill as the Joker in Batman right. Mask of the Phantasm. Makes sense. Good movie.
2: Yeah, it's a great Here's a movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Here's the next one. Anywhere is possible. Hmm. Abe. Abe. Looper. Nope. You're very close, in the it ends with an er. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Alex uh, Jumper. Jumper is the oh! correct answer.
1: Oh. With A- with
0: A- with post Anakin Hayden Christensen.
3: Was it, it? was his next attempt to be something, and then no one liked it, and then he disappeared.
1: I mean, I liked in,
0: it. It was cool. He was in uh, uh, Takers, right? We all remember Takers with Oh yeah, T.I.
4: Paul, <laughs>
0: Paul Walker, and Idris Elba. <laughs>
4: Uh, Shattered Glass—that's a good movie.
0: Shattered Glass. That's that's pre- isn't that pre um, Attack of the Clones? Is that the same year as Attack of the Clones? It's like uh, right it's around
4: like, there. It's uh, 03, so the year after. Oh, so the year
0: after.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Life as a house—that's before Attack of the Clones, though. Uh. We all remember Life as a House.
2: Oh yeah, Academy Award-winning. <laughs>
0: it's not. <laughs> Here's the next one. He's a man of peace in a savage land. Suburbia.
2: Ooh, that's a great tagline. Uh,
4: hmm. Suburban
2: Commando. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Incorrect. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. The last word in that tagline is a big key in what the title of this movie is. Abe. Yeah. Suburbicon. Incorrect.
2: I don't know who would be like in that. Just movie, <laughs> <laughs> But I don't uh, recall. It stars
0: America's Dad. <laughs> The Burbs America's... The burbs is the correct answer.
4: Mm. I'm going to say again,
0: David. Remember to buzz in with your name. You keep <laughs> right. he, I'm, I'm, we,
2: both, we both got it wrong already.
4: Yeah. Wait, who's the... Carrie oh, Fisher
0: okay, is Tom Hanks' too. wife. In oh, that movie. <laughs> yeah. of course. A good
2: movie. That is a great movie,
0: yeah. Got to keep the Skywalker bloodline in line. Like, that's the key to this game.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <Here> that's <laughs> true. Yeah, it's that's
0: not a bad, Skywalker. Yeah. Here we go. Two brothers, three arms, one incredible plan. Uh, it's a recent film, as in this decade.
2: Skywalker was
0: there. One character only had one arm.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I and don't know. It's a
0: heist film.
2: Oh, Abe. Abe. Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky Thank is a great dancer. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Adam Driver. Uh, did you see my hand? <laughs> Get sucked into the vacuum. Here's the next one.
0: Being the adventures of, <laughs> being the adventures of a young man whose principal interests are rape, ultraviolence, and Beethoven. David. David. A
4: Clockwork, a Clockwork Orange.
0: A Clockwork Orange is the correct answer. David Prowse is in that movie.
4: Mm.
0: Who's that? The, he's the actor that <laughs> portrays Darth Vader in physical form.
1: Oh wow! Huh. Oh, he so played Anakin so nice. Skywalker.
0: Yeah, a lot of people played Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the next one. Sometimes blank is the deadliest sound.
2: Or are you blank. leaving the blank out intentionally? Blank oh. is
0: the answer to this question. Uh, David, mm-hmm.
2: silence. Silence is the correct answer. Wow, David! Killing David's
0: it. sneakily winning this game, by the way. I guys. know. I <laughs> feel. I
2: can feel that he's like surging ahead.
0: Mm-hmm. Here's the next one. Get meteorized. Um. Hmm. <laughs> Meteor man.
1: <laughs> yep. Meteor
0: yeah. man is the correct answer. What Alex?
1: are you serious? I
2: was going to say that! <laughs> have said it. Yeah! I didn't want to be wrong. Classic.
3: Never seen it since I was a kid, but man, oh man, is it ridiculous.
2: Who's in that
4: one? Oh, who's, yeah, who's in it? James Earl Jones again. James, yeah, Jones.
3: James Earl Jones. Uh, I don't think I've seen this since 1993. Maybe I need to rewatch it.
0: <laughs> All right. Last one Two Dads, One Toy, No Prisoners. <laughs> David. David. Jingle all the way. It is Jingle yeah. All the Way. <laughs> Jake Lloyd, Anakin Skywalker himself, once again. Yeah. Star of that film.
2: Pod racing.
0: <laughs> now, this is pod raising.
2: Uh, I feel like uh, David won.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, David, you are the winner of this week's game, so good job. Good job, okay. David. You guys got on the board. You you put up a valiant effort, Alex and Abe. You did I think this is more
3: points than I've ever had before in any of your games.
0: <laughs> it's possible, yeah, a whopping three. But um, you know. <laughs> good. On you it good. is more than I've ever had in any. <laughs> All right. I hate I hate to interrupt. I have to bow out. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, I that's... I just you got to play the games. That's yeah. No, I'm I'm,
2: I'm happy. I got three points. That, that puts a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> so We're finishing in like twenty some odd minutes here too. Yeah, but yeah, no, don't worry. Yeah, well,
0: Alex, where can people find more of your work online?
3: Uh, as always, I'm at First Showing on Twitter and on FirstShowing.net and Letterboxd at FirstShowing.
0: <laughs> nice. So thank you, yes. I, I,
3: I'm, I'm glad to have this chat with you guys. Thank you for having me on.
4: Thanks. Nice talking to you.
2: Always good to have you on, Alex. For sure. Good to have you here.
0: And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next day. In the new year. Yeah. yeah. In the it's, new decade. See you, see you. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Yeah. There you. I, guys. See you. Bye. All right, now we'll move on to Actual Feedback. Yeah.
2: First question is, who has been your favorite new character in the sequel trilogy? Justin writes, fn two eight two one eight seven and Ray. Uh, Adam has Ray in the lead up to Seven. Everything seemed on point to Finn being the lead, and it was a delightful subversion of my expectations to see her rise to the top. And lastly, Alicester writes, uh, it's got to be a tie between Poe and BB-8 for me, uh, and I have to say that I've really loved all the new characters from the Disney Star Wars movies. Any standouts for you guys? Porgs. <laughs>
0: yeah, the porgs. Borgs. Borgs. Uh, ba- Babu Frick, obviously. Babu, Babu Frick. Frick.
4: Yeah, Frick. No, Kylo's my favorite, but yeah. Porgs, I favorite.
0: think I think Kylo and Ben is the most interesting character that they've offered up as far as full flesh and blood characters in this right. new uh, trilogy. There you go. Uh, next question we have here. Who is your favorite villain in all of Star Wars? Adam Gentry, friend of the show, writes "Guy named Darth Vader." <laughs> Jacob writes "Ryan
2: Johnson." Ooh, <laughs> tough one there, Jacob. Uh, I mean, favorite villain? It's got to be Ben Kyler Kyler, Kyler, Kyler Kyler Ren. And if we're going by favorites, I mean, oh, of I all a, the Star Wars
0: though. Of oh, all Star Wars, okay. if we're going by favorites, I mean, I like I'm a Boba I'm a Boba Fett fan, and he's technically a villain. Like he's, yeah. he just, he's not he's not helping out our heroes. I so. help anybody out. Uh... <laughs>
4: How about Orson Krennic? Ben Mendelsohn's really, character I from Rogue One. I
0: really like Ben Mendelsohn in in, in uh, Rogue One. I think yeah. he's yeah. really good in that movie. So, not uh, enough cape action for him. Not enough cape action. You're not you're not yeah. incorrect, but I mean, <laughs> he's got some in there, and he's got a lot going. I like, yeah, he does.
2: Uh, next question: What's your favorite Star Wars droid? Michael has Chopper. Adam writes R two D two, Your Highness. So is he saying c through view? I'm not sure. Um, Justin has K two S O. And Renee has well, Darth Vader. He is part droid after all.
0: <laughs> I mean, R two D two is the chosen one, so that's you know my. Uh, he carries the messages multiple. There, th- this movie, th- these these the characters would all be dead if it wasn't for R two D two. So it's always my answer. Yeah, um,
4: yeah. I don't. I also like K two S O, but I don't want to like lay on too uh, heavy on the Rogue One love. So I'm going to say I G eighty eight. I G eighty eight. Wow. Nice. All
0: right. Uh, next one we didn't get answers for this one. I thought it was a good question. What Star Wars planet would you vacation on? It's clearly the
4: gambling planet from
2: Last Jedi. Seems like oh, the most fun.
4: Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna uh, make it a uh, a three for on Rogue One and say Scarif or whatever it's called. Scarif, but uh, I think yeah, Canto Bite. That's that's cool.
0: I mean. I'd be curious how complex the architecture tour on Coruscant would be like. Like, that seems like it'd be fun <laughs> for a while. It just seems like it'd take a long time because that whole planet is full of things. I've uh, mentioned this in, the episode, in our episode three commentary. The planet Utapau that they go to where General Grievous is hanging out. I, it's a neat planet because it's all like, it's all holes in the ground and there's all kind of communities underneath, including Bruce Spence's oh. giant monster thing. So I'm huh. like, yeah, all right, that sounds fun. Sounds cool. And it's just fun saying Utapau. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. that's,
0: a, that's a fun planet name. <laughs> uh, the next question we have here is: Who is the most underpraised character in all of Star Wars? Jeffrey writes: Shmi Skywalker. She delivers a strong performance in Episode One and carries the large chunk of that movie's emotional weight. I agree, which is otherwise lacking in the movie. Yet, I think both her character and the performer behind the character are incredibly overshadowed by the standard talking points of the film's flaws." Uh, Justin adds: "Chewbacca."
1: Hmm.
4: Uh, Dexter Jetster. <laughs> <laughs> because of the mustache he has <laughs> I just like his whole deal I want to <laughs> eat him I he eat just him. runs a bar or a diner his deal
0: <laughs> cool I mean looking at this movie C-3PO kind of comes to mind now because I really like C-3PO underbrazed most... you're right in this movie, yes, but I mean, over eight movies, he's just that annoying yellow hey, droid or gold hey, droid. In this movie, he's, like, the best. So, I'm like, at least, I think we've kind of been under-praising C-3PO because of all the potential he's, he's currently he's had and held back until now.
2: Okay. next question is, uh, what did you think of Rise of Skywalker? Justin writes, haven't seen it yet. First time I haven't seen a Star Wars movie opening day. Aside from A New Hope, which I was too young for. Alan writes, I love it. Alessandra writes, I thought the movie was fine, but not particularly memorable. Full disclosure... I really enjoyed episode seven and loved episode eight. And this one felt a little retcon of the previous one and tried to jam so much into one. They had enough material for two movies, but none of it really see, leaves uh, that much of an impression. On paper, it should be great. but When you're seeing it, this happened, now this happened, now we're going to go over here, and this is going on now, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Overall, it left me very cold and it felt very soulless. While it was, uh, while it had some nice moments, it is my least favorite of the new movies, which is a shame because I really enjoyed this new trilogy. Alessandro, you've taken the words out of a lot of our mouths.
1: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard has, I pretty much agree with every word of Aaron's review. Everything you wrote was pretty spot on. But even with warts and all, I totally love this movie. I see the issues with it. There are a few things I rolled my eyes out. But even in those, with those detractors, I loved it. I agree with some people that saying that the overabundance of fan service. Uh, and that was a bit much, but I still loved it! Uh, was something that was overlooked in the first movie being corrected in this one? Uh, obvious pandering to the fans? Yes, but I still loved it! <laughs> I would rate it somewhere between the range of seven to eight. Hashtag, I still loved it. Uh, Dennis says, I enjoyed it better than my second viewing. Uh, plus points that my eight-year-old daughter loves the trilogy and its characters. Still wish they had pushed the envelope further like uh, Last Jedi. For, I'm sorry, pushed the uh, envelope further from The Last Jedi. What a lot of great about
0: this. So, yeah. Here. yeah, there we go. Getting some react, some you know, quick reactions.
1: I, I uh, loved it.
0: Last question: We have what ship are you piloting in a massive space battle?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Adam Gentry writes an A-wing because when you shunt extra power into the engines, nobody's catching you.
1: <laughs>
0: Jim Dietz writes Unicron from Transformers the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh dan put a gif of the unlockable coupe de ville from nintendo 64's rogue squadron <laughs> it's a it's a reference uh justin has he had a gif of like a car driving past a tie fighter that crashed in the road so i guess not a tie fighter <laughs> luke thompson front of the show has the last starfighter one that does does the death blossom hmm and Jeff had a gif of that plane that crashes into the tunnel in Last Crusade, where its wings get chopped off, and it just like soars past Connery and Ford sitting in their car driving. <laughs> so people want like terrible things to
2: fly in these massive spaces. There are some bubbles. really good and clever ideas here, though.
4: <laughs> yeah. uh, I go with. Uh, I had to look up the name of it, Eagle Five, which is the name of the Winnebago from Spaceballs. <laughs> nice, oh, yeah, <laughs> like
2: it. Hey, it's comfortable and it can travel in space. Yeah, I'm gonna copy that answer. <laughs> aaron
0: i'm a b-wing fan so i was happy to see b-wings in this movie there you go yeah, I'd,
2: I'd Practical, efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the question that we have for the panel everybody uh for everybody here today jeffrey asks all of us here number one was it just me or does it seem like rise of skywalker lost a lot in its editing they did the best they could with leia but the first half moved at a frantic harried pace with few establishing shots and characters like Russell's and Ackie's seemed incredibly underdeveloped. To me, it was the movie's biggest flaw. I don't know if they trimmed it down as much as possible for running time or if it was simply written and shot that way. Was there a number two?
0: Mm, I <laughs> just, It's like, there's a number one. No, there was all, <laughs> That's all I had.
2: <laughs> so, questions about the, the editing of this movie. I mean, I brought it up in the talk. I, I do think the
0: editing is a flaw of this film as far as how hurried it seems, where, where there could be more spaces for people to just kind of stand and talk for a and while. I also
4: yeah, brought the up first that.
0: in the first act especially. Yeah, yes, yeah especially.
4: Definitely talking about who are Ackies in
0: Brussels or whatever. Well, he's he's referencing the new characters played by Carrie Russell and and uh, Naomi Aki.
4: Oh, I see. I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, was that Donal yeah, character's he, name or something? Yeah, he was naming the he was naming the
2: he's actors, naming the, not actors not the, not the characters. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I definitely there was like some some pacing, um, and again the dialogue just. Always throw out just very quick. So Dominic Monaghan's
4: character's name is Beaumont. Beaumont, Texas? <laughs> I'm just saying that's Dominic Monaghan's character's name, Beaumont.
2: That guy got oh. more screen time than than Rose and more lines. Beaumont Livingston yeah. from uh, Jackie Brown. <laughs> right. Somebody
0: brewed Beaumont's brains out.
2: <laughs> oh, that rhymes. <laughs>
0: Um, right. Sam Jackson should have been in this movie. That's what he was in this movie. He a voice, yeah. He, he's a voice. He's in this movie. <laughs>
2: Sam Jackson in the Jedi anybody. all live within you now, right? I
0: hope they add that to his overall box office this year because he's killed it. <laughs> so this he guy. would have destroyed
2: <laughs> it. He would have made like $2 billion.
0: I mean, he already has made $2 billion. He's in Captain Marvel and Avengers. He made oh, more than I forgot, $2 forgot billion. about that. Captain Marvel
2: seems so long ago.
0: But... And he was in Shaft, which we all know made $3 billion. Shaft. So, you know. Um, that right.
2: was feedback, feedback, feedback. That was
0: feedback. Okay, let's move on. Now. Let's start wrapping things up. Let's get to what, now, what presents out now. These are movies that are coming out on Blu-ray, DVD, streaming this week. It's the week of Christmas. There's not any new things coming out, but there's a few things, so I'll mention them real quick. First up is Judy. Okay, yeah. Good movie. Mm-hmm. Yet to see it. Yeah. Um, the Kill Team. Did see this. on, huh? and I saw this at the uh, San Diego Film Festival. It's mm-hmm. all right. Okay. Adopt a Highway. This is the Ethan Hawke film. Okay. Haven't seen it. Know yeah. little about it. And The Gallows, colon, Act 2, the sequel to The Gallows.
2: heard that that was more fun, maybe? I can't remember. I got nothing. I <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah. Uh, on streaming this week, a few things here. On Netflix, we have The Two Popes.
2: Heard great things.
0: Yeah, well, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. You, I mean, you, you get one pope, and then they throw in another one for free. I'm, I'm all into that. <laughs>
1: like, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: It's like yeah. a deal
0: at Ralph's. There's been a lot of, I mean, I told you, I mean, there's been a lot of deals this year, and this is one of the big ones, yeah. two popes. Yeah, <laughs> more popes for your buck. Ex- yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see, The Witcher is now on Netflix. This is the adaptation of what I thought was only a video game, but it's apparently also a novel series.
2: <laughs> I've, I've heard mixed reviews.
0: But it's got Henry Cavill playing his favorite video game character. Never so heard of him.
2: Henry Cavill, I guess. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is.
4: <laughs> okay. He was in Immortals. <laughs> oh, that he guy! In got it.
0: <laughs> he was on the Tudors. That that's where he's from. <laughs> uh, let's see, John Mulaney and the sack lunch bunch.
2: I'm you... really eagerly anticipating the release of that.
0: Yeah, we're big John Mulaney fans of this podcast, so yeah, I'm looking forward to more John Mulaney. Yep. And uh, Lost in Space season two.
2: Good job getting season two. Lost in Space fans out there. Yeah, Netflix.
0: Uh, let's see on Disney Plus, Togo, the uh, Willem Dafoe sled dog movie. We were talking about it off
2: air. Seems like an emotional romp.
0: Yeah, bring a sandwich. That's what I say. <laughs> and on Prime this week, The Aeronauts comes on Prime. The uh, the uh, Theory of Everything sequel. Featuring Skip it.
4: <laughs> Skip it. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, great. That. did you see? Yeah, that? I know
0: you were not a fan. I like the balloon stuff. I think the balloon stuff is fun.
4: Yeah, I really, I, I pretty much hated it. I think. <laughs> Duly noted. All
0: right. Uh, next week what are we doing next week? <laughs> There'll be a lot of
2: ketchup and a lot of... Uh, it might be like a special bonus episode here and there. Yeah, I know uh, we
0: got a Cats thing coming, for sure. Because For sure, there. yeah, that's coming. Yeah. But um, as far as other... I mean, 1917's... Is that even going to be by you, though? Because that, that goes
2: wide I in January. I feel like it, it is going to be beyond by me. I mean, it's a major release.
0: Well, it, it's, it opens limited on Christmas Day. It opens wide January. I live in San Francisco. It's a yeah, giant okay. city. Okay, well, if it... I mean. I guess that would probably be our main episode then, if we do a main episode next week. But yeah, we got that, some and, stuff. Then we'll do spies in disguise. Well, I mean, spies in disguise. That's I mean, that's like three because episodes. Because of that thing. Let's let's, yeah, let's <laughs> we talk, say that right now. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We got yeah. I mean, basically, we're gonna have like a week or two of doing catching up, and then the top ten episode will Correct. happen. Correct. So that's yes, that's basically the idea. Um, but the last thing we do here: what should people go and see now, and what do you plan to see next, David? What should people see in theaters right now?
4: Oh, uh, I always forget about uh, the this this part. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can name a few uh,
2: movies for you. Uh,
4: yeah, what's out? Jumanji, uh, Next Level, Frozen Two, Knives oh, Out, uh, See Uncut Gems. Uh, oh, yeah, there which you go. I guess hasn't opened wide yet. If you're in New York early, you can see it. But I guess it open opens wide, wide this week. So this week, you know, okay. Yeah. Um, and as far as what I'm planning to see next, well, it's you know Christmas, Christmas break. I don't have any screenings booked right now. Um until the new year, but uh I do have screening links of uh, screener links of Weathering With You and Color Out of Sp- Color Out of Space, and I'm very much looking forward to watching Ooh, both hell. movies.
2: Both titles intrigue me and I don't know what they are.
4: Weathering with you is a uh That's the phone from, from the director of your name, Abe. Yeah, it's a new anime. Oh. And Color Out of Space is the HP Lovecraft adaptation directed by Richard Stanley, um and uh starring Nicolas Cage. Uh, I like that yeah. link. Sure, sounds pretty nuts.
0: Share the share, share me some info on that one if you can because I'd like to get that link too. Share um, me some info yeah. on that link too. Yeah. No, no.
2: <laughs> but
0: yeah. um, Abe, hey, what what do people see in theaters right now?
2: Um, I'd recommend uh some of the smaller films that are still out there. Um, if you can still catch any of the movies that are coming out on Netflix uh, in theaters, I, I think we're both fans of theater watching like Mary's Story or The Irishman or whatever else. Um, check it out in theaters. Yeah. And what's that? Dolomite. Dolomite is my name. Is that still in theaters too? No,
0: probably not. Okay, like, I mean, yeah. it's just worth seeing. And <laughs> so. then,
2: yeah, and next is um, I I actually I do want to watch 1917 for sure, but I've been hearing a lot of great things about Little Women, and so I'm I'm trying to see if I can see that somewhere.
0: Yeah, it's Christmas Day, so it'll be out there.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely uh, yeah. be catching that one too. Yeah,
0: yeah un- uncut gems for sure. Um, A Hidden Life, if you can find it, if you're a Malik fan, because I think it's terrific.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um,
0: Why can't people we- find
1: it?
4: Because it's too well hidden. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you hard. son of a bitch! <laughs> I mean, if you think that's hard to find, try finding, try seeing invisible life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we need to have David on more often. <laughs> uh,
0: it's yeah, it's hidden under the bush where the people filmed Honeyland.
2: <laughs> uh, call back, call back, call back. Uh,
0: waves is out there. If you can find waves, go see that too. <laughs> I really like waves and Knives out super fun. If you, yes. you know. If you want to see a movie that says "From the director of The Last Jedi" on it, yeah, that's a that's a good way to go. A good uh, next up, I, I can't finish my top ten until I see Spies in Disguise, so that's the next thing that I want to go see. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm genuinely excited to see Spies in Disguise. By the way, I think it just looks fun. So I don't know what it's all about. I,
1: yeah,
0: I mean, they're in disguise. What's the what's the lose there? Um, but yeah, that's it. So and that's going to do it for this week's episode. About now, Out there, name. You can buy more of my work at my personal blog, thecodeazik.com. Everything I do ends up over there, but I'm also writing at weliveentertainment.com, and you can find all my top ten lists that I'm going to publish over at wisoblue.com. You can also find
2: me on Twitter at ps 4 Abe? Have more friends up over my Instagram, abedatmua, and twitter.com slash News, Hashtag happy holidays. David Bax, we're going we to more of you.
4: Uh, you can find it, me at battleshippretension.com. That's where you find the podcast, Battleship Pretension, where we just did our uh, best films of the decade, uh, three-plus-hour <laughs> Uh, long podcast, but also where you can find all the written stuff, including my review of The Rise of Skywalker and uh, A Hidden Life and uh, Invisible Life and Uncut Gems. Everything we've talked about, I've reviewed. Uh, and that's all at battleshippretention.com, and I'm on Twitter at Davy Pretension. Great. Right. You can find all the
0: other episodes of Out Now name on iTunes, Audio Boom, Spotify, and Stitcher.
4: SoundCloud, Podomatic,
2: HHWD.
0: Feel free to email us at, at Gmail.com. If you have thoughts on these Star Wars movies, feel free to let us know through email or you know the other means because I'd be curious to hear them.
2: Yeah, send us a shout out on a Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Podcast, or Twitter.com/slash podcast.
0: And of course, there's an Instagram page, Instagram.com/slash podcast as well. Um, thanks again to Alex Billington for dropping by to talk about Star Wars with us and playing some games. And thank you, David, for sticking around and you know, thank being you, on the Alex. Full episode, like a like an adult. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you, David. Wow. <laughs> yeah,
2: take that, Alex so um, (laughs) I appreciate you guys both being on for sure
0: and with all that said that's going to do it so everybody have a happy holidays and until next time so long and goodbye Be recording I hope yep. this
4: podcast is more entertaining
0: than the movie was. Uh oh! Oh
4: <laughs> Shots Dropped
2: fired! Sticks! Blaster, blaster bolts fired! You, yeah. you need to
0: put this in the episode yeah. now. That needs to open with that. I, I'm glad <laughs> I started the recording right before she said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we play some of the trailer for Star so right, Skywalker.
2: I forget how it goes. I haven't seen anything beyond the teaser. I think. I guess she's just standing in the desert, waiting for that that uh, Tie Fighter to come get her.
0: You didn't watch any trailers after you saw the movie? No. <laughs> I think it opens with uh, Palpatine the, the laugh. Pa- Palpatine's but... talking. He's talking. He's doing. Yeah. Stuff. Mm. He, he he grabs that microphone. <laughs> he starts talking about the, <laughs> what the deal is <laughs> with all the Sith out there. <laughs> As the Seinfeld credits play over, it likes listing the names. Yeah. Da na na na. Darth walks in the door. Everybody applauds.
2: <laughs> he does it like a uh, like a uh, Richard, uh, Michael, Richard. His, Michael Richards. Yeah, he, shakes said, he, 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 he bursts
0: <laughs> in the door. Everybody applauds first, <laughs> and so you have to wait for a while for that to die down before he actually yeah. starts saying his lines.
2: <laughs> Good trailer. But it's got Henry
0: Cavill playing his favorite video game character. Never so heard of him. Henry Cavill, I guess. I don't know who that guy
4: is. <laughs> okay, he was in Immortals. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that he guy got it. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.